millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. You are now listening to the Save Cast, the number one old-school RuneScape podcast featuring guests from all across Gellinor. To support this podcast, visit the Patreon link in the description. All right, welcome to the Sebe Cast number forty-three with Maud Elena. Maud Elena, how's it going today? It's going good. I'm uh, I'm playing Group Arma. <laughs> I'm nice. I'm just saving Oaks at the moment, but yeah, no, it's going good. How how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Just uh, feeling a little stuffy today. Unfortunately, I hate feeling stuffy on a on a Sebe Cast day, but it is what it is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, honestly, it's. It's an absolute pleasure to be able to get you on. This is the fourth time we've had a JMod on for those listening. And every single one, I feel like I always learn a lot of new things. So not trying to like raise the bar for you or anything, but you better teach me some things. <laughs> now I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> so I am really curious about you starting into like RuneScape in general and then how you got so involved in everything that you eventually wanted to work for Jagex. So I guess let's just start from the beginning. Like, what is your origin story? When did you start? When did you learn about RuneScape as a child? I'm assuming. <laughs> the, f- the full background yeah, story. Full background, um, full origin story. So I was born in Norway. No. Uh, <laughs> well, I was. I think I learned, the first time I heard about RuneScape was around, like, I think I was 12. And there was a guy in my class who was talking about RuneScape. And he probably thought I was super lame um, because <laughs> I'm a girl who plays video games. Like, <laughs> who does that? Um, but I did ask him about it. And he said that you could play multiple people together. So I like, wanted to play with him because none of my other friends played games. And I enjoyed games. So he showed me it. Uh, and then I think I like forgot about it for a while. And then... So... Rewind a little bit again, like a few years before this. My dad uh, is the reason I got into MMOs in the first place. He used to play EverQuest. 
And I used to go to his place and I would play on his computer on his account and EverQuest and be super excited because, well, it's like a whole world I can run around in on the computer. That's (laughs) sick. It's like a book, but like more real. Yeah. You know? Um, And so I already knew that I liked that kind of like open world, run around, do whatever you want kind of thing. Um, And I had a computer at my mom's, but... I didn't have admin rights on it, so I couldn't really, like, I couldn't play EverQuest, I couldn't download anything, Mm. because I couldn't install it. But then one day, I was browsing Miniclip, and I found Run Escape. And it was amazing. I (laughs) didn't have to download it, I could play in my browser, and my life changed. Uh, And I started playing it every single day. Miniclip was truly just a legend like that's that, how that website was legendary did you ever uh <laughs> i don't know if you ever got distracted by the other games on there oh yeah there was heli attack too that was the one that i always used to play that was that was like the one where you're this guy and you just shoot these little like they look like oranges basically but you're shooting these little balls up up to these helicopters and you try to destroy as many helicopters as possible and there was like a little ledge where you could hide and just save spot the helicopters basically the whole time amazing yeah <laughs> but that was the game i was playing and then eventually because runescape had like the big banner you know like that was the mm-hmm. game they were like hard advertising it felt like yeah eventually yeah. uh my fourth grade friend found it for me so <laughs> that's cool we kind of found it like at the same place mini clip yeah i wonder yeah, I, I honestly wonder the percentage of people like that found it from Miniclip because Miniclip was ginormous at the time. I felt like for kids, I think it was so. some good marketing done there. Yeah, I think um, I know for like old accounts, we could probably see the the uh, affiliation to Miniclip. Really? So it's possible that Jagex could actually like figure out how many people came from Miniclip. Wow. Okay, so now continue. What what made <laughs> what made you stick to uh, RuneScape? Um, originally it was I I was playing free to play for a long time, um, and I was just making money, and I would see my rich friends have stuff, and that made me want stuff. So I just kept chopping use eventually, um, to make money. I know it was it was great. <laughs> I was also uh... a woodcutter, so <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I, I loved gathering skills for some reason. I still do. I don't know why, but but did you like mining? mining? Like that's yes, really. I did. Okay, so I was yeah. like, I just didn't find the appeal in mining, but I loved woodcutting. My dream was to get into the mining guild, <laughs> and one day it happened. It was oh, the best yeah. day of my life. <laughs> no, it was great. I, I loved mining. I especially loved it when I would get a gem because you get that cool sound and then like it's a little like oh yeah it, it feels so rewarding feel rich getting you know? gems you know what that i do miss that i I miss when gems were like more rare right now it's, it's like exciting. i see a sapphire get, like, an like yeah i see like a sapphire and emerald on the ground from like a drop i'm just like i just ignore it at this point basically <laughs> but those used yeah. to be so exciting getting getting a random sapphire oh my god yeah yeah it's gaming but yeah, I, I played as free-to-play for a long time. And then eventually, um, I think I got 99 woodcutting. And one person in my... Um, I was in the clan at the time. And one person felt sorry for me, so he bought me membership. Wow. <laughs> so I could get the game. 
<laughs> and then I spent my time chopping magic logs instead. Very nice. Yeah, magic logs were like, that was like the cool hangout spot. What I think I was talking about that with somebody. Who was that with Caleb? I'm assuming it was like the last Sabacast. We were talking about like how cool it was to chop magics with all the people with the gnome scarves and the yes. cavaliers or berets or whatever they were wearing. My uh, my best friend used to have like one of those uh, elegant shirts. Oh and, yeah, like a black cavalier. Oh yeah, that was the peak fashionscape. <laughs> and a dragon axe. Got to have oh the dragon yeah, axe. of course. That's so cool. Okay, <laughs> so this was like around what year ish? Just so I can get a little oh, time reference. Um, good question. I think that was around like oh seven, oh eight, maybe. Was this around before that? free trade? Do you even recall? I remember free trade, yeah. Okay. And I remember a lot of people being mad about it when it came out. I didn't really care because, like I said, I was really poor. So yeah. I, I didn't trade at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A, a big part of the game for me was trading. I loved the, like, the chance. It was It was almost like they were getting rid of the chance to just encounter somebody that's really generous. For me, when yeah, I was like 11 true. or 12 years old, whenever that whole change happened, it was like crushing to me because I had some occurrences where like people would just come over to me and give me like 50K because they liked me. I was like, what? Aww. Like, so getting rid of that was just, that wasn't Yeah, that is sad. I think I got scammed once. Someone tried to give me something and then they looked more, it looked like it was worth more than it was. But because of the free trade, like it, it would cap it like plus minus ten k or mm. something. So I remember thinking it was okay, but then it was actually like not worth anything. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody listening has been scammed at least <laughs> once. And for those that haven't been scammed yet, you will get scammed. Just wait, you'll just get scammed when you're in your twenties instead of <laughs> when you're like innocent. Okay, so. <laughs> Uh, w- did you ever quit during this time up until like old school or did you just continue playing? Yeah, I did actually. Uh, I think that was around just before EOC or I remember like being in the process of quitting anyway. And I think it was because I felt like too much was changing, but also my life was changing as well. And I just didn't have enough time to spend on the game anymore. Kind of mm. wanted to do other things as well. So yeah, I just stopped playing eventually. Um, and it was sad, but then I got back into it when Old School launched. I remember um, I was in what, high school? College? I don't know. I was 19, I think. Okay. And uh, one of my friends, he was like, Yo, RuneScape is launching again. And I was like, wait, really? And he was like, wait, you played it? <laughs> <laughs> and then we just kind of like bonded over having played runescape and wanting to play it again and so wow. when it launched like we uh we got what we thought was really high level um and we decided to go barrows together and i'd never done that before so he kind of introduced me to bossing which was cool i love how that was bossing but yeah that was right? bossing like, that was cool <laughs> that, it was barrows it was. was amazing dude the spear guffin spear was like eight mil <laughs> i remember yeah. I got one. It was amazing. Did you really get one? Yeah, yeah. Nice. I had like probably like tripled my bank or something. <laughs> Barrows was like 
crazy when I first started. So when I first did Barrows, it was probably 20... I think it was actually 2016. I was... I didn't even play old school until 2015. I remember my friend was teaching me. And you had to go... So I I had an Artie Cloak, one or two or something. And so I'd have to take my Draymon staff, teleport, run all the way to the fairy ring, then teleport to BIP or whatever, and then run all the way to Barrows every single trip. I'm like... Oh my god. The times we live in now, it's just like... You literally have a spell just... Teleport barrows, boom, done. Yep. Crazy. It is crazy. So I want to ask, I I got to ask, because it sounds like you played on day of release. Also, I just realized, sorry to uh, interrupt, but I forgot that you need stams for the Ape Agility course. I was doing it so slowly, <laughs> I wasn't running out of run, but now I'm kind of zooming, so I got to stock up with some stams. I didn't actually know you needed that. Yeah, I guess so I'm many just, I've done. I guess I'm just going too fast. The game is freaking out. <laughs> okay, so um the beginning of old school, I wanna kinda hear about it. If you if you did play on release, I'm assuming. Right. Um I played a little little bit on release, but I wasn't like knowledgeable about the game at all at the time. Mm. Um plus it was my last year of school before uni. Um okay. and so I had like other commitments really. Okay, because I, I really just wish I could have played in that time. Mm. Just the very beginning of the economy, the very beginning of the game, everything's like fresh. That just sounds so exciting. And I it guess it like, kind of feels like Group Iron Man. It feels like any new game mode that you play. Like everyone's starting off fresh. There's new high scores and stuff. And it's super exciting. Did you... Uh... Okay, wait. So you've played a main before. Mm-hmm. And you played Iron Man. Yep. So let, let's hear about your uh, <laughs> journey as an Iron Man. Did you start off? Sure. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I think I obviously started as a main. Um, brought back brought back my old main from back in the day uh, to play again on old school, and I didn't make the iron until. I was, I think I just completed all the achievement diaries. So elite in every achievement diary. Got the cape. And then I was like, now what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's kind of like, on on one hand, it's like, well, now I can finally play the game. But also, <laughs> Max is still quite far away. That's a big yeah. goal to set yourself. So I kind of miss that little, like, the small things, you know? The little dopamine rushes. Um, yeah. So what I set out to do was, I think I kept going for 99 runecrafting, because obviously I had like a somewhat high runecrafting level at that point, having yeah. done the diaries. Uh, Zaya runecrafting was out at the time, so it was super AFK, and I decided to finally make one of those Iron Men that everyone was talking about, and <laughs> it looked really fun. Uh, I was inspired by Boti's One Man Army series, mm -hmm. I, uh, I quite enjoyed that. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to try it. And I just, I didn't follow any guides other than like, obviously the, some of the tips and tricks that I picked up from watching stuff like Boaty. Um But I, I just did my own thing and found it so enjoyable. And that just kind of made maxing on the main on the side just flow by because I would AFK runecrafting and then I would kind of figure out um, 
like agility and stuff as well. It wasn't too hard to do while multitasking because even though you're doing it in inefficiently and like you're not paying 100% attention, it's better than not doing it at all. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of passively maxed while working on the Iron Man, which was pretty cool. <laughs> nice. So did you eventually max your main? I did. I did. Nice. Um, maxed it, got an Infernal Cape eventually as well. Um, Gamer. I'm just kind of doing completionist stuff. Uh, I'm not playing it that much these days, but when I do, I'm usually pet hunting or just completing Toto stuff, really. And how many pets do you have currently? 23, I believe. Ooh, you're at you're at the same number as I am. Pretty sure I'm at Ooh. 23. I haven't checked in a few months, but I'm pretty sure. Oh, now I'm curious. <laughs> now I have to log in and see. <laughs> I know that I'm ahead of Zuko, which everyone's always so surprised about. <laughs> that That's all that matters to me, you know? <laughs> so you have an Infernal Cape, which is very impressive. It's still an impressive feat, which is crazy because it came out in 2017. It's, I don't know, like, they just did so good with the Inferno. I know I'm just repeating what every single person thinks, but like. They really did. Yeah. It's such a cool piece of content and the fact that it's still relevant and still so difficult to a lot of people to yeah. get into as well is as big yeah no it's just a really great piece of content and i haven't even taken advantage of it yet but having completed grandmaster i now get three tasks in a row which is gonna be really exciting for the eventual zook pet hunt Oh, yeah. You're going to beat me to that so easily. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Because I do a lot of Konar Slayer, so I don't even get the chance to get those tasks usually. But um, how was the Inferno grind for you? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. Um, So I think I started. I started before I maxed. But I lived at a place with, like, really horrible internet. <laughs> and I know that's not full on like th that's not just me blaming lag for everything yeah. like i was bad at the game but uh I, I was getting better like i could see myself improving by doing inferno like I, I learned a lot from there um but it was really heartbreaking when i would actually be doing well and then just die to some stupid stuff because of lag like yep. I, it wasn't even on late waves it, it was just so demotivating that i just like eventually just couldn't be bothered with it anymore yeah. um so i just focused on maxing focused on my iron man and just didn't do inferno for like another year um at that point i was maxed and i was like well now what again <laughs> what do i do uh and inferno was like a big one for me because let's be honest max fire cape does not look great <laughs> It really it doesn't. It had to be done. And it's really, I know. It's kind of sad in sad. a way. Because, like, I mean, even a normal fire cape doesn't look great anymore. But at least it still has that nostalgia factor to it. Yeah, But exactly. God damn, that fire max cape is just it's like off-putting <laughs> <laughs> with, with certain outfits, at least. So For sure. Oh, yeah. I was right, by the way. It's 23 pets. Very just nice. I, th I think we're tied then. Awesome. Okay, so, yeah, no, Inferno, I'm surprised you could even start and then take a break. I understand lag was, like, just having internet <laughs> issues was a big thing. But for me, going for it, as soon as I started putting in attempts, I could not stop. I couldn't even play the game hardly without being like, I need to get this cape. Like, 
that cape was the point. Like, I couldn't play any other part of the game without getting that cape first. And that's kind of how right. I felt about combat achievements, too. Just, like, gotta do was this. It, like, I can't Was it the, uh, the efficiency aspect of it kind of enticing no, you? Or was it... It, well, it Honestly, I think it was... I looked up... Okay, so I was in a clan called Iron Clan at the time mm-hmm. when I was first going for my cape. And... Probably, and so this is like a year. So I got my cape like exactly a year after Inferno came out. But like six months prior to that, there was a few people. There was like two or three people, Iron Men, in the clan that had an Inferno cape. And they were literal gods. Like I looked up (laughs) to them so much. I was like, you guys are literal legends. The fact that there's no... There's no requirement to go get an infernal cape, and yet you guys got one. Like, you know, you just you just went out of your way to go get it, and that's like really respectable that you you weren't forced to do it, and yet you can still pull this off. Anyway, I so I just I just looked up to them so much, and I was like, I want to be a player like that. That's just like, goddamn, you see them walking around with their infernal cape, and you're just like, they're a legend. So that was <laughs> mainly it. It wasn't ever about efficiency, like I need to get my max hits or whatever, but mm-hmm. it was definitely just. This is essential to truly be a gamer, basically. And so I that was part of the appeal for me as well. I think uh, once that max, then I was like, okay, there's no excuse anymore. Like, I feel like I need this. (laughs) I I I want to be a gamer. Yeah, and I don't know if you kind of feel this way, but it's like I've heard this is this was more a thing like a couple years ago as well. It's not so much a thing. I feel like a lot of people can get an infernal cape now. Whereas it used to just, seriously, it felt like a different, like, you just had to be built different to go get an Infernal Cape. And now it's like, nah, like, anybody that grinds it can can go get it, can go get one. As long as they have, like, decent stats and stuff and gear. But, uh, no. I wonder if it's because it's so figured out now. Like, Yeah, no, that has to be it as well. Like, I remember, because yeah. I was even talking to Autumn Elegy, and he was just saying how, yeah, like, Back in the first month or so, things weren't totally, I don't know, like, not everything was so streamlined. Like, the mages would kind of glitch out if they ever healed anything, and they'd, like, off-tick. Things like that, and then there was no tile markers, really. And there was no oh, yeah. Zuck yeah, guide, so, like, true. people didn't know the timers on stuff. And, yeah, so that would definitely throw a lot of people off. If So, I looked, I remember looking at, like, a Reddit thread. There was, like, a Reddit thread showing the timers for Zook and, like, when the minions spawn and stuff like that. And so I at least had a little bit of knowledge of what the hell is coming on uh, in, like, you know, a minute down Zook or whatever once I've killed Jad. Like, what's going to happen then? But, like, yeah, going in blind for Zook has just got to be terrifying. Like, when is the next yeah. thing going to spawn? Like, I have no idea, so... <laughs> I've seen some people do that. Like, they uh, challenge themselves to take it on blind. And honestly, I respect that so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... Oh, that has got to be tough. Yeah. Just the fact that you get dragged from the corners as Zook. Oh, I feel terrifying. like if you win in blind, you're going to die your first Zook, like, inevitably. Because you just yeah. don't understand. And then the, the whole enraged mechanic is pretty pretty insane. Sometimes I wonder, like, what has the Inferno done to the general skill level of the players, you know? Because, like, 
imagine the player base before the Inferno and then compare it to the player base after Inferno. And look at like how much more competent people are at just figuring things out and knowing where to stand and learning prayer flicking and everything. Like yeah. so many people are so much better at the game now than they used to be. Inferno's like, yeah. obviously like a huge part of that. I also think Gauntlet has oh, I feel yeah. like Gauntlet's like really essential, so people are almost forced into doing it. Not like they're actually forced to do it, but a lot of Iron Men find that like the new zora like that's like the essential grinds you need to do is gauntlet and gauntlet teaches you a lot about pathing and prayer switching quickly and kind of keeping count of where you are at at least if you do the uh like the combat achievements there's definitely a lot of focus and i think i feel like gauntlet's a really great piece of content to improve your skills yeah Yeah, i agree inferno definitely just made everyone a lot better (laughs) yeah so let's talk about when you eventually decided to work for jagex so let's kind of start from the beginning there what made you want to become a j mod sure um i I don't know what was like the one turning point but i guess it was like multiple things right um i was in uni i was studying for a relatively reasonable <laughs> thing i guess um it it was computer engineering which you know it's not quite game designer so i didn't really foresee like or imagine myself working on on games even though i thought games were really cool and ideally i would work on games but i never actually imagined that i would because i heard it's really difficult to get into and at least in Norway, where I lived, um, there's the market for games is quite big, but there aren't many people producing games. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard to get a job there uh, in the games industry. And so I, I just never really thought of it as a reality. Um, but then eventually, you know, like I started getting close to finishing uni and I was like, well, well, now what? <laughs> um, I needed to figure out what to do next. And... I don't remember who it was I talked to. I think it was Mod Kieran, actually, who I just happened to be in the same Discord as. And he was like, oh, what are you studying? Well, computer engineering. Well, we're looking for people. <laughs> you should just apply. And I was like, huh, I never thought about that before. Um, And so, yeah, he just suggested that I did. And that just kind of opened my eyes to, you know what, I could actually work for Jagex. That's a possibility. I could I could do that. Um, so I did. I got a callback. Uh, I got an interview in which they flew me over, actually, from Norway to England wow. to come to the office at the time. Um, and it, it was really cool. It was super cool. I did not expect them to do that, to be honest. Yeah, but that's they awesome. Did. Yeah, it, it was amazing. That was honestly so cool and i got to see the office which is really sick like if you haven't seen pictures of it you should look it up because i'm sure there are pictures of it it's really nerdy and amazing and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you come in there's a big ellie on the wall it's it's great that's sick. so um, did you yeah. get the job your first application 
I didn't. I didn't get the job, and it was it was very devastating. I was very sad. Mm. So, but what, yeah, what happened? I, <laughs> well, I did eventually, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you just snuck your way. <laughs> yeah, I, I just didn't tell anyone, and I <laughs> pretended I had the job, and eventually they just accepted me. <laughs> and it's been COVID, so they haven't actually noticed I'm still working for them. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> No, I um I went back to Norway, obviously, and cried. And then I came back about half a year later. I think they opened up applications again. In the meantime, I kind of so immediately after the interview, I asked them, you know, what 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 can I do better? What are you looking for? And just based on like that interview experience, um, how do you feel? You know, how do you feel it went? And uh, my interview at the time was with Ed, who was really nice, and he wrote up a pretty good answer to me. Um, and he was basically saying that, you know, we, we think you're a good fit, and uh, we think that you have good potential, uh, but here, you know, are some things that could have gone better. And so I just kind of figured that, you know what, I still want this job. This is what I want to work towards. So I just really took that to heart, the feedback I got, and I started working on it, you know. Um, and then COVID hit, and I couldn't go anywhere, and I couldn't study anywhere, and I was just kind of stuck at home. And so what I did with my spare time sometimes when I was not playing RuneScape was uh, I started trying to learn Unreal Engine 4 in my spare time and just programming and trying to develop a game and it was really silly what i was trying to do i was basically trying to recreate lumbridge in unreal engine wow. where i could just you look down and you click around and you run around a castle and it, it, it didn't turn into anything really uh it, it's not like it's, it's not a game at all it's just a tiny tiny little thing um but just the fact that I could pick that up, that I could learn that on my own and just kind of show that willingness to improve as well, that helped a lot when I was uh, interviewing the second time. Oh, very nice. So did you show them like what you had done? Um, or I didn't show skills? them. I just talked about it really. Okay. Um, but they did kind of dig into it a little bit. You know, like when, when you talk about projects like that, they are always keen to kind of know like, Oh, what went well with that? What what did not go so well? Because if you're, here's an interview tip for you guys. If you're applying for a job, and they want to know more about your past projects, a lot of time they will ask about what did not go so well, because the person having worked on the project who knows the details about what went wrong and how you solved it, they were really essential to that project. If you don't know the details, you might not have been, you know, as close with the project as you might lead them to believe. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of, that's a tell, right? That you weren't, that you're kind of lying. Uh, and so that's something that I had to answer. And even though you don't want to be like, yeah, this was wrong and this was wrong and this <laughs> was wrong. You don't want to talk bad about your project. It still helps, you know, that yeah. you're able to identify that. So... Yeah. So do you think that was the thing that eventually 
got you the job was was that interview successful at that point was that, that was yeah that was during lockdown um and i kind of i didn't get invited over at that time obviously because it was lockdown um but yeah the interview went really well actually uh i went straight into the interview like really fast actually after replying or after they replied um yeah. they were like oh can you interview next week and i was like oh yeah sure <laughs> And after that, it was just, yeah, when can you move over? You know? Wow. It was really cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's exciting. And I feel like most, at least with uh, Mod Arcane, Husky, and Zuko I've talked to, feel like it's pretty similar. They kind of... I, I can't actually recall who got the job the first time, but I feel like the majority of people don't get it. And then they come back, and then they eventually just get it. Like Zuko failed her first and i believe mm-hmm. second i don't want to misquote this but i mean i don't remember either yeah. um but yeah i mean she eventually got it and i feel like jagex kind of does that at least that's what it's sounding like who knows maybe you guys are just the off cases and- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe cool. maybe you've just chosen the weird cases right <laughs> well, you guys are like average <laughs> So, this is what's crazy is, like, you're a J-Mod now, and you Mm -hmm. are on the Q&As and stuff, and I can imagine you used to watch those before you were a J-Mod. I did. So, in fact, you used to stream as well, and I know uh, you still stream (laughs) occasionally, 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 but, yeah, so how was that, being on, like, the Q&As and stuff, when... You probably never realized that was ever going to be a thing where you're on it, you know? Uh, so it was quite exciting the first time I was on, especially because, like you say, um, I, I sometimes stream myself and I have a little Discord, a little community that I um, I told that I... Hey guys, say hello to Mod Modelena. You know, <laughs> I got the job, and they were all like super excited wow. for me and stuff. And uh, the first time I was going on a Q and A, I told them about it, and I was like, "Hey, I'm getting introduced this Q and A, so please come, come watch. You know, yeah, it's uh, it's just come come laugh at me, basically." <laughs> and uh, they were all really sweet. They were all in chat, and they were like spamming Modelena. That's that was, so cool. That's awesome. <laughs> but you haven't got to go to like the actual headquarters and have a Q&A. I don't think they've done that since COVID, correct? Like, Not had the it on Q&A, the um, but I've been on the couch once Okay. for uh, the group Iron Man summer reveals. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm remembering. So that was like kind of pre-recorded, correct? Like some of those were pre-recorded at least. Yeah, so part of it was um, the part where we're sitting in like the fancy chairs and stuff yeah. that was pre-recorded, and then we had like a Q and A session just after, and in that, uh, that was live. Okay. So that was with like yeah, Mod Kieran, Mod Sween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, those bloopers, by the like... way. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> those bloopers, by the way, were no, funny. No. Ed, oh, is... they were hilarious. I'm... It's funny how Ed interviewed you. Like, it's Ed just seems like a cool guy. I want, I want him on the on the cast one of these days he's just that's cool he's a unique <laughs> person i don't know just <laughs> seems very funny to he's be really around. cool yeah now he was definitely he has a he's got a mouth at least that's what the bloopers yeah. told me <laughs> so i i, I would, even i was surprised 
That was cool. So, yeah, no, that's that's awesome. And this is a question I kind of want to ask. So, like, now that you're a J-Mod and you were very invested in the game previously, do you feel like, at least your position of being, like, a content dev, do you feel like you have some say in kind of, like, where the game goes? Or do you feel like it's really team-based and you just kind of do what the team wants or do you feel like you get your individual say on like i don't know i it depends on to what level you want to talk about really uh, i definitely feel like i have a say and i'm heard in team discussions mm-hmm. when it comes to like so as content devs we usually have a lot of power over the specifics of a project um taking group iron man for example um I kind of took the lead on the design on that. And that gave me the liberty to make a lot of decisions. Like, how does prestige work? Should we even have prestige? You know, that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, and there was no one, like, higher up in the company who were like, no, you have to have prestige, and this is why, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, no one came and told us how to do it. Uh, but obviously, we knew that Group Iron Man was a project, and it was coming to our development team, and someone had to do it, right? Yep. So we don't have a lot of say in in terms of like the roadmap, I guess, like in, in terms of which br- big projects are we doing when. Yeah. But we have a lot of say individually on on the projects that we are working on, you know, the smaller details. And may- maybe a lot of the time that's what matters the most to a lot of players, I think. Yeah, no, I think that's really cool. What I've heard is I think Mod Husky kind of went into it a little bit deeper, but just whenever you're working on your own boss, like he worked on Seracnus, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, he your got favorite? to like he got to like choose the rates and stuff. Like he got to like kind of make the drop table and make the boss and everything. I think that's just so cool. Like even though it's not a game breaking update, like some crazy huge like raids <laughs> four or whatever, but. The it fact is really that cool. the fact that you get to kind of like personalize your little project you're working on is really really neat. Yeah, like ultimately we decide what that project is, right? Mm-hmm. And I I guess like we we decide with the community in in most aspects because a lot of the time like the stuff is pulled, but the smaller yeah. details we do decide. So ourselves. I know I'm kind of just kind of skipping some stuff but i want to hear about group iron man so you're obviously like a big part of the group iron man project and now that it's been released officially last week how do you feel like what was uh what were some of the hurdles that you kind of went through to make group iron man work and then how satisfied are you with the uh release that's happened (laughs) so Overall, right now, what I'm feeling is just relief, right? It's finally <laughs> over. It's out. It yeah. works somewhat. <laughs> I think it looks um, great. I I know there was yeah. a, a, a few issues with group storage currently, but mm-hmm. yeah. So There's let's... still some remaining issues. Like um, we, uh, we have some remaining high score stuff that isn't really showing up mm-hmm. properly as it should, but... For the most part, it's all come together nicely. It's just such a weird feeling seeing it in in the live game because I've been working on this 
for so long. It's like consumed my whole life for the last like two months. <laughs> wow. I'm not even kidding. Like even after work, I've just been thinking about like these little details about the project. And yeah. I I know I'm supposed to like turn off and go do other stuff and I do to some extent, but it's always like at the back of my mind. Yeah. Kind of I will thinking s- about it. I will say I thought group Iron Man I thought, like, so a year or two ago when it was still just, like, a concept, it wasn't actually a thing, I remember thinking of every little possible thing that could just go so wrong with Group Iron Man. (laughs) And, like, you know, having to deal with people getting scammed by their teammates and stuff like that was was a huge one. I know we haven't really got to that point yet where people have TiVos. I think there's, like, one team that has a TiVo currently or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw it on Reddit. Some some Group Iron Man pulled a TiVo. But Sick. I'm just thinking, like, oh, it's going to get to the point where some people are going to start scamming each other. and But who yeah, knows? It's going to happen, right? Yeah, yeah. It's going <laughs> to be on the top page of Reddit for – there's going to be a lot of I think uh, Mod Husky had a good – a somewhat good example of – or an idea of how we could deal with this. And basically, uh, imagine, like, the restrictions we have now with – if you leave your team, your items get deleted, and so you can't like transfer them to other teams. Yeah. Imagine that, but also imagine that no one else can see your items outside of your group, even mains. So you wouldn't have people scamming because they wouldn't get away with the items. The issue is like, what would you do with PvP? Exactly. Exactly. Where it there are other things to. as well because. A lot of people would play this game and be like, well, if I end up, you know, I'm, I'm going to spend a lot of time in this game on and this game mode specifically, yeah. um, which takes time away from my main gains where I could be making money or, you know, making progress in that account. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least, you know, while doing that, I can I can drop trade stuff back to the main if I end up like leaving this yeah. account. Yeah. But you don't have that fallback option if if the items like aren't aren't transferable, I guess. Yeah, there's like a term for it where they're like locked to your account, like they're they're like soul bound. Account or locked, yeah, yeah, soul bound is a good word. Yeah. So we, and I also feel like it's not very old school to do. It's in a not. sense as it's, well. A lot of restrictions just feels bad. Yeah. So, so I, that is that's really why we inevitable. decided not to do anything about that. Really, yeah. um, that's that's the best route, I think. I think so too. It stays true to the game, but you will see scammers. Like it will yeah. happen, and <laughs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what we can do about it. No, I don't think I'm, we're really asking for a solution. I just yeah, just remember thinking of that. And honestly, the blog, like the group Iron Man blog, was so in detail, like so in depth, so so much detail put uh, throughout the entire blog. I was very impressed, and like the prestige and stuff. Like you guys nailed it with ironing out all these little things that I thought were going to be issues. And I was like, oh no, you guys pretty much solved it because <laughs> uh, yeah, group Iron Man just seemed extremely overwhelming with how much, how many things could go wrong and how you're going to do new groups how people are going to leave and stuff but now you guys just i think you guys did an excellent job with that so at least Thank to you. me <laughs> i i have not played group iron man mm-hmm. and i okay so i need to ask tradable clue scrolls are those what what's the likelihood that those come in to group um, iron man 
We don't have any in the plants at the moment. Okay. We, we've seen the suggestion. It's just we have other things we'd like to focus on first. Yep. Do you think? Okay, so sorry to disappoint. No, that's <laughs> that just gives me a, a bigger reason to just continue on my main iron. So true. <clears throat> but I am curious if tradable clue scrolls did come into the game, how would those work? Because like there's like a few things I kind of worry mm-hmm. about, and one of those is like, are the caskets themselves tradable at that point? If the clue scrolls are, are the caskets because. What if you just traded it to your skiller of the group? Some level three with a bloodhound? Like, is that a little, uh, I guess, like, private servery to have some, like... Yeah, it does kind of feel like that. But at mm. the same time, it is group Iron Man, so it's, like, it's recognized that, okay, this guy's a group Iron Man, he got help from his team. And... But the tradable clue scrolls, I will say, it will feel a little different because mains can't trade clue scrolls. So the fact True. that the only people that can our group iron man is gonna feel a little weird but i guess if there's no plans to do it like do you feel like eventually in the future they'll do that or do you just uh, feel like that's not really a feasible not option? not anytime soon uh okay. i don't really know how much time other than what's allocated to us right now for like dealing with posts launch feedback and stuff like and that's mainly uh smaller things mm-hmm. it's um, I don't know how much time we'll have outside of that before we're asked to go on, you know, a different project. Yeah. So what what are the things that you guys are planning to include for group? So Ironman? there should be a blog out tomorrow, I think, Ooh. explaining a bit more. Uh, I'll give you a sneak peek. Why not? Uh, <laughs> so in the immediate future, what we're looking at is um, a chat. And just kind of like a the ability to see other iron groups in game. So like uh, you know how you can join a clan as a guest, right? You can like yeah. look them up. We're basically doing that without allowing you to join their chat or anything. Um, we're gonna we're gonna let the player like look up a group and then be able to see how many members there are in that group. And mm. uh, they can see their names. The group size, hardcore lives, um, and group name, and then be able to report that name as well. But we're not letting them see like online status or anything like that. Okay, interesting. Or or even chat with them. But yeah, that's just like the the immediate changes that we're planning to do anyway. That's cool. That's exciting. It's probably a couple of more things that I have forgotten. But yeah. What did you think? I know this obviously isn't a thing, and I I don't know if you guys are even planning on it, but what what were your thoughts on, like, a group collection log? Is that ever in the uh, plans, but just too much work, or what? I've seen that pop up quite a lot. So the difficulty of that is mainly the fact that the existing collection log, it exists, it's saved on the player itself. Mm. Uh, and this would have to be saved on on the group itself which means that we have to allocate a lot of data to it, which is okay in itself. Uh, but we also basically have to rewrite most of the existing collection log because it's uh, also hard-coded, I guess, into the player's variables. That yeah. It's, yeah, it's a bit tedious to do, I guess. Yeah. It, it shouldn't be difficult because you can mainly just copy what's done, but it's not ideal. Yeah. 
Um, I, I always and, thought that would be amazing is like have your personal log, but then have the group mm-hmm. log. It's also kind of difficult, like how you'd sync it, I guess. Yeah, it would have to be kind of like shared storage where like not like multiple people can be in yeah. it at the same time. Or something. I have no idea. I'm not a programmer, so I'm, <laughs> I'm just imagining what like the problems with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how we'd synchronize it, to be honest. What, I don't remember who suggested this, but I think like one of the best ways we could have gone about it to make sure that the synchronization happens correctly, because otherwise, like, it could easily be delayed, at which point you don't know if a person got one or two or if someone mm. got something at the same time. This can, True. like, easily be muddying the data, I guess. Um, but something that someone suggested was to have all the players' collection logs combined. Like, you basically just pull each of their data from their individual yeah. collection log. So they all just like meet up in game and then they all just like transfer their collection log into one collection log, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. So it wouldn't be like live updating, but whenever you met up, you could just collect. Yeah, you'd you'd basically have to do that. That would be uh, amazing. You can't get the data when they're offline. Is that like a possibility? Do you think you guys would actually do that or is that just not high on the priority list? Because I feel like it's that not... would be a really cool thing to do is something simple yeah. like a meetup and then it can just save all your data in one blog. <laughs> I, I do like the thought of it. And I, I personally love filling out the log. I think it's really cool. I like seeing the green, the number go up. <laughs> yeah, that's literally why I'm doing <laughs> Apatol Agility right now is just to get some free slots. Easy. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I don't know. I can't speak to the priority of it, really. Um, yeah, that's like I said, it's something we know about. It's something that we know people want. It's a matter of being able to explain, you know, uh, why is that worth our time versus, you know, some other project or another project feature. Um, that's always, like, the kind of choices we have to make when deciding whether or not to do something. So what I'm excited about, so I've been watching Group Iron Man. I don't play it, but I, I definitely am enjoying the content uh, from other people's perspectives. I think, so, so something that's funny is like Mr. Mammal died on his, oh, I to, saw the, that. to the jungle demon or whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> unfortunate. The pathing on that and everything. Uh, I hate how like when you start watching the clip for the first time. Sorry, I interrupted you, by the way. Totally good. When when you first start watching it the first time, you can kind of tell what's going to happen. Yeah. And you see it happen from miles away, and you're just, like, bracing for the impact. You know it's... Yeah. It's like uh, when you're in the passenger so seat with somebody that's, just, like, a really bad driver, and you're just tensing up the yep. whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of unfortunate. But what was funny is what I heard, who knows if it's true, but... What I heard is that now he has to hunt, like, the Dragon Warhammer for the team or whatever. Oh. Like, that was, like, <laughs> yeah, that's, like, the thing. That's the punishment for dying. But I was thinking something that really is cool about Group Iron Man is, I mean, I guess correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure if you all hit the same boss, like, just whoever did the most damage gets the drop out of the team. Yeah. So, like, correct. doing the Shaman grind in the canyon actually sounds, like, really cool. If you were just to like all go there together and just just annihilate them, basically, you know, instead of having to yeah, be like a one person thing, 
I know it's probably inefficient because literally everything in this game is more efficient to just do solo. But, well, almost everything. I can't say everything. Almost everything. But, uh, yeah, that just sounded really fun to me. It was like, I, I imagine Corp, I imagine like the Shaman Grind, God Wars Dungeon, just all going in there together. And we haven't seen that yet because we're just so early still in the game mode. But that's like the stuff I'm looking forward to watching. Are people like actually teaming up and doing content Same that here. yeah like content that you see iron man normally do but then it's like it has a different i don't know it's just different because you're doing it as a team what i love about this as well is that it kind of enables those people who maybe aren't good enough to do this by themselves right like they don't have skills yet to yep. and and i mean like actual like picking the mouse moving around skills not the in-game skills oh, okay. um, to 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 <laughs> to do a boss themselves, yeah, and yeah. and they might learn from just going with their group and and trying these things out. So I think Absolutely. it's a really good way of introducing more people to the game as well. Absolutely, I think that's like really good because yeah, first playing back in 2015, I remember like PMing some friends, just friends that I met in game and stuff. And be like, hey, you want to go to God Wars Dungeon? I'm like, bro, I don't know what God Wars Dungeon is. Like, I that's terrifying <laughs> to me. So, but like having a team or something that's gonna almost like push you toward doing something that you feel really uncomfortable with. Because we went to Sarah, so I eventually grinded out 70 agility, and then my friend eventually took me to Sarah, and I had no clue what I was doing. Literally, he was like, run to this wall, and then I'll run to this wall, and I'm like, dude, I don't. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Like, please help. But yeah, that would, if Group Iron Man were to have come out, like in that time, you know, like I would have. Obviously, I'm a a lot. I play this game a lot, so I'm definitely a lot more experienced now. But back in those days, and there's tons of players like this that were like me back then, and having oh, that, yeah. having that kind of, I don't know, cooperation together and trying out new bosses and stuff sounds really appealing. So that is cool. Yeah, it definitely brings people together. And it doesn't force you, which is nice. Like you can still it's still perfectly fine to go on your own if that's what you want to do. But yep. yeah. I just love how it brings people together. Yeah. Now it's it's I'm excited to see where the uh future of the game mode kind of is in like the next six months to a year, where people are actually at the end game stage gonna be cool and i'm crazy because there already are people at the end game stage look at exact <laughs> he already has an infernal cape oh that was speaking of clench you know <laughs> watching him do that was so insane his first yeah i don't know what combat he was right there on the first one just, i don't know just on his his cape he just got but i know like oh. the, the 40 combat one he got like a year ago or something year and a half ago whenever that was that was insane because we're all butt clenching watching that, but he already had mm -hmm. it pre-recorded, if I recall correctly. Like he already had the run pre-recorded, and he was just like, he got to just kind of stream the the successful run, you know. So there was no pressure yeah. on him at that point. But we all thought it was live. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And yep. so yeah, the butt clenching and so oh my god, I'm so glad we have. Wooks and we have exact just these beasts where you can just rely on them you're like yep they'll do it <laughs> you know oh it's so insane how 
they're able to accomplish these things. I, it always amazes me when I've seen these things. <laughs> it's just I, I'm crazy. Just astonished. It's That's absolutely insane. crazy. And sometimes I think I'm like decent at the game, and then I look at people like that, and I just, I, yeah, I, I remember my place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but like the craziest thing is as well. It's like I know this isn't the crazier part, but like the inferno is the crazy part. But he had to have he had to complete a fight cave first, you know. Yeah. And doing yeah, a fight did. cave, I know those, that's pretty easy for people, but at a low level and having that risk of if you die here, you lose a life. Yeah. So like he's got he's got to complete both basically, which is crazy. I always so back before group Iron Man was a thing, I remember thinking I wonder if tradable. Or I wonder if untradable items will be able to be traded. Do you have any exceptions that you guys are willing to put on that for like untradables? I remember thinking of like somebody could get a fire cape for somebody. And then one of the team members could wear it instead. We don't have anything planned um, as of yet. I'm really cautious to go down that road. Yeah, that's and, and that's really part of why, scary. Part of why <laughs> we've held off on clues as well. Because that is sort of going down that road it's kind of what you said about that allows you know a level three to have the blood down then that could allow a level three to have a legitimate infernal cake you know that yeah it's really weird to go down that path and it could start feeling like a private server so i'm cautious i wouldn't be opposed to it just based on that but yeah i'm glad you guys are cautious about that because that definitely is the issues with it it's scary <laughs> yeah. because like i was also thinking like ooh, because i was thinking of maybe making a group iron man on release just to compete and one of the things is like i always wanted like an account mining day all but then i was mm-hmm. like oh wait that's untradeable so i couldn't even trade it over to like my oh, other yeah. account if i wanted there was like little things like that where i'm like damn like that kind of sucks i can't trade that over there's things True. that don't really st- that wouldn't be game breaking, but yeah, like where do you draw the line exactly? I'm thinking maybe like void as well could potentially be done. <laughs> yeah, like where one person just loves pest control, he can just do it all. Like here you go, do 40 hours of pest control or whatever it is for all all <laughs> of our sets. <laughs> yeah, I should be careful saying that though because um, <laughs> don't worry, and we don't have any plans to do that yet. Uh, I just want to devalue, like, you know, and with hardcore group Iron Man, that's a dangerous death now in pest control. Oh yeah. So <laughs> you're like Darrock. You forget that you forget that you're hardcore. You're like Darrock in the portal and just die. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd just be careful. Like, if someone's been risking it in there, you know, and then suddenly we say that, oh, one person could have gotten your void as well too bad you lost a life in there going at a low level (laughs) that's true like that that would kind of suck for that person yeah cover some twitter topics uh amy asks what would you change or add to the clan system if you had the chance also what's been the most exciting project you've worked on and do the community's expectations and passion on social media worry you when big updates are coming up due to be released three great topics so We'll oh, that's the, a big one. Yeah, we'll start with the first <laughs> one. So what would you change or add to the clan system if you had the chance? Interesting. Um, 
So I was I was working quite closely with Ash when I was uh, when we were doing clans. It was basically just him and me in the beginning. Um, some artists came in, and then a few other people from the development team kind of helped out in the end. Um, I'm just trying to think, like, because at the time I had all of these things that I wanted to do, and I we have we still we still have a big backlog of stuff we want to do. But if I had to choose one thing. Oh, one thing that's actually annoying a lot of people is the fact that you can't opt out of being visible in the clan. So oh, if you're online, yeah, yeah. you show up as in the clan and there's no way of like toggling <laughs> your private off. You know, you can't yeah. go anonymous mode. So as a small thing, I would do that. But as a bigger thing, um, I would probably look to do like more things that you can only do as a clan, like clan activities, somewhat. Yeah, wasn't there like uh, a suggestion like clan bingos? And they yeah, would be like in-game, yeah. like an in-game feature, not third party. I would love to do bingo because if we do bingos in-game, people cannot cheat them anymore. Yep. You know, like people can't Photoshop the proof. <laughs> yep. Obviously, like you, you could do something like you could cheat in-game, I guess, yeah. like a bot woodcutting or something, but you, you couldn't Photoshop the results. Yeah. And I think that would allow people who don't have that much time to have an easier time hosting one. Yeah. So you don't have to verify all the proof all the time. It's, I'm, I'm just going to say it, like, honestly, the work that was done with combat achievements gives me so much hope for things like that, like bingo and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually insane how much, like, I don't know. I just, combat achievements was insane. There was things where I'm like, how is the game even still like okay so one of them was i was doing like the no dig inferno where the snakes can't dig mm -hmm. and literally there was a game update which force logged me out and everything oh no and then after i was logged back in and everything i completed the inferno and it still remembered that none of the snakes had dug and i got the thing oh I was yeah like, how is that pot like I was just expecting, like, this is a guaranteed fail. There's no way Jagex has, like, you know, made this a priority for, like, a game update to force log you and it still remembers. But no, I've had no <laughs> issues with combat achievements. It's actually very surprising how well that was just done. I know there was a lot of complaints early on about, like, wow, there's, like, some bugs. But, like, for the overall yeah. majority, oh, my God, that was it almost <laughs> – it was – for me, it was flawless. Everything was, just went perfectly. So. That was such a massive project as well. People <laughs> yeah. hear it and they're like, yeah, it's just a few achievements. Like, it's no big deal. But think no, about it. It's like at least two things for every single boss in the game. Like, I can't even imagine the work that was done with like perfect theaters. Like things yeah. where it's teammates. <laughs> like this, it literally announces who like fucked up basically. Like, oh, you failed this room. So like... The fact that there's an announcement immediately. I love that part. That's like <laughs> so name impressive. and shame. Yeah. That's actually impressive that it works out and it's like not buggy at all. It's just like, no, this is who failed. The whole perfect. Another word. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was just, I was just talking about how great combat achievements is. So it, it makes me look forward to things like bingos. Cause I know you guys could pull it off. 
Oh, definitely. I mean, we can easily, like, see when you get a drop in game, right? Because it's already broadcasted to, mm. like, the collection log, to potentially to your clan, that kind of stuff. So we can easily just log that in an additional place, which would be the the bingo log or whatever you choose to call it, right? Mm-hmm. It's definitely possible. And I think the clan system that we have that allows, you know, group our men to group together could be expanded to have these, you know, permanent or somewhat permanent teams that you could group up with for like two weeks and then leave again. Yeah. Like a bingo team. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like we're we're constantly getting better technology so we can do these things. Yeah, and the teams the old school team's huge now. Like it is. Relatively. So. Yeah, I think we got about what is it, like between fifteen and twenty content devs. That's crazy. <laughs> it's quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, compared to what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that's that's really exciting. So let's uh Amy has another question. So, what's been the most exciting project you've you've worked on? I'm assuming Group Iron Man, but correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, it, it has <laughs> to be Group Iron Man. It's uh, it's become my baby. Honestly, <laughs> I can't I can't not say Group Iron Man. Uh, it's just been so crazy. It's been a wild ride. Yeah, now that seems it seems like a daunting task, but it's it cool is that, because. It's cool uh, sorry, <laughs> it was just um. I I wanted to say I got into it like, I like I said we kind of just get assigned like your development team is due to take on this project down the line and we kind of just get told that we will do a certain thing at some point. Um. So we knew that we were going to do group Iron Man and it was coming to our team already when we were doing clans. Um. So we could already then like start thinking about it. Obviously, we couldn't like program it yet yeah. or anything, but we could start like considering things. Um, so I would argue that like almost since January, I've probably known about like certain things I wanted to do with Group Iron Man. Yeah, no, that's cool that you get like all that time to kind of plan it out in a way. Yeah, and that just gets you excited, you know? Like, when you know what's coming next, you can start thinking about these things in your and in your spare time, I guess. <laughs> like I mentioned before, I've thought about Group Man a lot, um, considering different, like, issues, like design issues and stuff. Yeah. Uh, one particular thing that was on my mind a lot was, do we allow people to leave groups or not? Yep. Because that, that opens up, you know, a can of worms. Yeah, literally. Uh, but if we don't, it's also kind of a can of worms in a sense, because then you're trapped. Yep. You know, you make a one time decision and you cannot undo it. So no matter like how much wealth or how much XP you get, you cannot leave your group. That would <sighs> down the line probably feel very bad. Yeah. Because people yeah. have falling outs or people quit. And then what do you do when your teams quit? Well, you quit yourself, right? Because yeah. it's not exciting anymore. So at least allowing people to have that option is very big. Yeah. No, um, I, honestly, it is. It's... It is. <laughs> and but... I'm glad that there's like very few kind of restrictions for it. Like you can literally just leave your team. Like there's no... 
oh, con- it's time to contact Jagex support to leave your team. It's like, no, nope, just it's like all player <laughs> done, you know. So I, I yeah. think the way it's been delivered is like perfect, and the prestige system is really cool as well. Yeah, that kind of had that that came as a result of that question, right? Do yeah, we allow it, people to leave? Because if yeah. we do, then if there is no restriction at all, then that basically allows me to trade you in another group, right? Because yep. I could just leave my group and then I could join your group and then I could give you the stuff and then I could leave and join my group again. And that's just trading with extra steps. Yep. So there had to be some sort of limitations. Yeah. And it, I think it's good. The prestige is perfect where it's not essential by any means. You're still a group Iron Man without it, but... And it does suck because if you leave your group, you lose the prestige. But at the same time, it's like, no, it's just what's got to happen, you know? So, Yeah. Yeah. At least, like, your next group, you'll still be um, individually prestiged in the next one if you create it from scratch with, like, new players. Yeah. Uh, But you won't have that, like, group prestige itself. Okay, this is a good question from Amy, the last one. Uh, Does the community's expectations and passion on social media worry you when big updates are coming up due to be released? No. Like Twitter and stuff. (laughs) I absolutely love how passionate this community is. And it's one of those big reasons why I, when I like realized that I could work for this game there wasn't a doubt in my mind like that's what i wanted when i see passionate people i don't know what it is i'm just drawn to passion when i see someone talk about something they love i'm just drawn in and i could sit there for hours and just listen to them talk because it's so cool to hear someone who's genuinely excited about what they're doing or what they're talking about and getting to see that every day either through colleagues or through streamers or just through like people on twitter and reddit and that that's just super rewarding to me yeah and the fact that i get to kind of share in that excitement and even get to kind of grant it if that makes sense like i can produce something that gets people that excited that feels so rewarding to me like i can't even describe it yeah that's really sick do you, so you haven't gotten stressed out really about oh yeah i have <laughs> oh yeah there was a poll it passed thank god i don't know i honestly don't know what i'd do with myself if that you're failed. like looking at twitter sweating because you're like oh my yeah. god like all these pk I... spite voting <laughs> oh god during the dead man finale i i didn't know what to do with myself i was worried to say the least that's so funny no, a lot of people were almost certain it was going to pass. Be- yeah, I I think it was pretty cool though to see, like, despite all the spite voting and stuff, there were so many people who like picked up on that and were like, "Well, we're gonna we need do to- all we can to vote yeah. against that again to mitigate this." <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty cool to see. No, I can only imagine the stress it put on you because, like, for me, it was like, eh, like. It would suck if this doesn't pass because it's just been talked about for so long. And then if it didn't pass, you just mm-hmm. know there would be so much drama, like for the next six months of just 
I don't. It would have been bad if it didn't pass because of. Like, it would have been bad. <laughs> I mean, it was bad regardless, right? Like, yeah. I hate that the community is in a place where they feel like they need to take it out on a poll because well, because of what happened. Like, like I'll be that's... honest. Like, being a PKer and you know seeing it from like one narrative or something, because obviously there's so much nuance with a lot of these things, but like seeing it as. PKers are always shafted. They never get their say. Um, you know, the game isn't prioritizing PvP content and stuff. I can definitely feel the kind of, like, oppression that they feel. And again, this is just putting in very simple terms. There's no set person that you are a PKer, you are a Iron Man. Like, no, it's like a lot of people do a mixture of stuff. So putting into simple terms, like, I totally see where they're coming from where, like, it oh, yeah. feels like they just aren't getting what they want out of the game. And so, I don't know. It just seemed like, yeah, this is just inevitable to happen. Um, that they aren't yeah. getting, like, what they want. And and I'll be honest, like, just putting it on, like, seeing it from a different view. A lot of the things that I see wanted are, like, get, just, like, bait. Like, any sort of bait to get the wilderness active, which is just... <laughs> not good and yet people still are wanting that like it's proven that that's just like not healthy for the game but it's just like for content purposes like if you're a content creator getting more people on the wilderness that's all you need like it doesn't matter you know yeah so, true and i'm just rambling at this point but <laughs> yeah oh, man. i just it's such a tricky situation i feel like I'm just sad that it, it's had to come to that, that people feel the need to spite vote to be heard. I think that's the saddest part about it. And I just wish that we could make everyone happy, really. But there's yeah. no magic wand that can swing to kind of do that. Yeah. I feel like Group Iron just kind of got caught in the crossfire there. And I'd be so interested in seeing, like, what would the poll look like if there was no spite voting? You know, like... Oh, How yeah, many like... people were genuinely... Because I saw some arguments against it, and that's fine. Like Some people didn't want Group Iron Man, which yeah. is completely fair, and they can vote no all they want. Like That's okay, too. Yeah, That's why we have the poll. But yeah, I, I'm just genuinely curious like what the numbers would look like um, if that didn't go down. Yeah, that nah, probably would have been like... I'm just guessing. I think it passed at, what, like 80% currently? I think so. Yeah, around there. Something like that. Probably would have been like 90, uh, like low 90s, I'd assume, if it wasn't for that. I don't know. I, d I can't see more than like 10% of it all have been spite vote because there was, I had my own friends and stuff that had, uh, it wasn't because of spite voting. It was just like they didn't want dev time to be given to group Iron Man. So that was the reason they voted no. Yeah. Just because. And, like, and that's fair, yeah. you know. I think that's perfectly legitimate reason to vote no. Yeah. Um. Okay, so this is kind of a a fun one, but MLS asks early scaping memories, noob memories. Oh man! So, so is there <laughs> any like that just pop out at you? <laughs> There was one thing that just came to my mind instantly, and that might be because I'm in Ardoin right now in, in game. But you know how I said that I was a free to play and I basically just stayed free to play all the time when I was yeah. a kid? 
there was one time when my cousin and I, because I got him hooked on it. He's like four years younger than me. So I like showed him run escape and I <laughs> giving crack to um, a kid basically. Like, yeah, literally. <laughs> we even had matching names. It was great. <laughs> anyway, um, and we were like, after playing together for a while, we realized that like, oh, there's this big world that we can explore and we're, we're used to free to play now. We've been everywhere. But there's this big city to the west that that are are Dugan something. <laughs> we, we must. Yeah. We really wanted to explore that. It looks so cool. And so, this was back when I don't know if you can still do this, but you could pay by calling a number and then receiving like a code. There was like an automated voice that, that set a code to you, and then you would write down that code, input it on the website, and then you'd get membership. Huh. Now that I explain it, it sounds like a scam. I swear it was real. <laughs> yeah, it definitely sounds like a scam. <laughs> I swear it was real. And and so like he and I, my cousin and I, we would um take my aunt's phone and call this number and get the code and like buy a membership for our accounts. <laughs> and then he got in so much trouble after with my aunt. <laughs> But we we had a month of membership at least, so we got to go explore the city of Ardoin. Um, it was great. <laughs> yeah, that city is just cool. Yeah, Sears Village Ard- and Ardoin are just—they're really cool. And when you've you've been to like big cities, like Falador is pretty impressive. Like first time you go there, yeah, Barracks is big, but also like. It has like this like whole like homeless part of it where there's like you know yeah. rusty and broken houses like yeah. <laughs> muggers on the street and <laughs> dogs with fleas like it's not a nice city in that sense yeah um and then you got Ardoin where there's like then you get guards to Ardoin, yeah and it's just so big and fancy and it's really cool yeah i i loved exploring places and, and that's kind of like part of the mystery that you've kind of lost as a now that now that we play as older people and experienced people we've kind of just been everywhere sometimes i just miss that exploration you know yep i felt it a bit when song of the elves came up and i got to explore priftiness because i didn't work for jagex yet at that time Mm. and that was super exciting getting to explore this whole new area and all these new things that no one's documented yet you know yep no, and I okay. So here is something that had potential: Isle of Souls. That place, mm-hmm. I will say, I'm a little disappointed with how ma- it reminds me of Zaya. Obviously, it looks better than Zaya release, but like, it's massive. And there's not enough content. I know you can add stuff to it, but I, yeah, I think I... I think part of the reason I was a little disappointed is because like. Like, I was so excited for that little chest that you guys added to that dungeon. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that was so I cool. And, and then I realized, oh, it's, like, the most underwhelming thing for, like, it's just, like, so unbelievably underwhelming that it's, like, not <laughs> worth doing, basically, like, ever. But Yeah, there's... I was going to say, is it? Is there any point in <laughs> not the really, there's just where not it's a... worth doing? Like, it's, I think there's kind of, if you're, like, at a very certain, like, specific early iron man stage it might be worth it but the walk right. there is just oh it's like instantly oh, yeah. not worth it but there's things like like something like that where it's just really cool easter eggs that would actually be semi worth it 
that excites me. And the fact that you guys did it with Isle of Souls made it be like, wow, like, okay, like this, this doesn't have to be some huge content release to have these little Easter eggs and more exploration and stuff. But uh, that's true. Yeah. There's definitely more that could have been done. Um, and it's still I'm trying can to remember be. like, like what, what the scoping for that was, because I don't remember if, um, if there were any plans initially to make that area at all, or if it was just, you know, here's soul wars, the rest is woods. Yeah. Don't go outside, you know? <laughs> um, so it might've just been like a, a small thing that was added on, like as a very late part of the project. Yeah, I know it had to have been. Zuko brought up, like, Zuko's a big fan of kind of, like, showing Easter eggs, like, little quirky <laughs> things about the game. And she'll make tweets right. about it. I think what Yeah, would be, she, she likes that. Yeah, I think what would be so cool, and I don't know if this is fully... I don't know if this is, like, a good game design thing, but, like, I think what would be so cool is to have really hidden easter eggs like for example you just go into our door and you visit some houses or whatever there and you randomly like open a chest with a certain item in your inventory kind of similar to like the whole treasure what was that thing called the clue what was the thing that mod Matt k made clue hunter was it clue hunter is that what it was called? oh that's the outfit um what was that? Cra- crack oh, the clue crack the clue yeah that was it that was sick, by the way. Yeah, I think that was really cool. Little teeny Easter eggs that just aren't ever basically figured out by like the average player is so cool. But it, like, there's no even clue to it. You know, it's just like there's just mm-hmm. something in the game that's there, <laughs> but they're like everywhere almost. So like, if you did enough exploring, you'd eventually just come across these Easter eggs that nobody else finds out. I think that would be awesome, and because uh, there are definitely players that just love just messing around oh yeah 100 percent. we definitely have a few that haven't been found um okay okay i'm sure zuko will share some of them at some point but like (laughs) this is just an example imagine just there's this new city i'm really by the way i'm really excited for varlamore or whatever that place is called like the yeah yeah. southwestern part of zaya but just something where like you're just looking around the place you find some note in some chest in some person's house and it just gives this little brief clue of something it's like a riddle but it's unnecessary to actually do it's like not part of any quest or anything you just see something and then you finally start like piecing together this little clue it's like oh wait maybe i should just like go dig over here randomly and it's like you just find something that nobody else knows about it's just some actual item some tradable item that is there's only one in the game right now because somebody found it you know just like little things like that would be so cool. Do you feel like um, part of the mystery is kind of gone, though? Like, because uh, people knew what the helm of Raidwald, I think it's called. The helm that you get yeah, as yeah. part of, like, practically. People knew what that looked like before anyone found it. Because they could, like... Oh, go into, like, the item database or whatever. And yeah, exactly. And they could read the cache and kind yeah, of dig out yeah, those things. That's a good point. So part of the mystery is already gone. Obviously, yeah. how to acquire the thing is still up to us, and we can... Maybe we should just get a, a crack can hide clue. It. <laughs> v, is it... Would it be V3 now? I, I can't remember. Was there a second one already? Um, or was there only just one? I'm like... 
I can't even remember. Um, I want to say yes, there was, but I, I can't for the life of me think of what it was. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I think there was a second one, though. But Yeah, no, those kind of things are really cool. It's exciting. Um, any other uh, newbie memories before we move on? Um, hmm. Nothing that just comes to mind immediately. I guess, like, just memories of dropping news, and <laughs> we kind of just went over that already, yeah. really. Okay, so I got to bring it up eventually on this cast, but for those that haven't listened to it, I did a ramble over, it was probably about half a year ago at this point, maybe. I think it was, like, in April. Uh, BC Guppy and I were having a discussion on a ramble talking about how third age rates were shafted from elite clues and from masters as well. But elites were the thing that kind of took the most damage. So and I'm not trying to like call you out or anything. This is absolutely just, <laughs> you know, I just, we just want to talk about it. But um, you did say that potentially in poll 76, there would be a question regarding this and hopefully getting third age rates fixed from elites so uh what can you say on that is there anything you can leak (laughs) (laughs) so um i i did watch that um podcast actually that uh that you had where you talked about the rates and i saw your tweets as well i think with the actual numbers and stuff and i i do agree that this seems broken it doesn't seem like it should be that way and it seems you know that and and that just makes me feel like we should fix it. Yeah. Um, bit of context, though. When we have stuff like this come up, or any game's suggestion, really, um, that is more of a like smaller thing, adjusting drop rates, um, moving a tree, that sort of thing, we usually discuss these things in like a weekly meeting on Fridays at the end of... Or, at, yeah, around lunch, I think. And we have this, like, meet-up between... Um, it's usually between like the CM team, the community managers, and the live ops team, uh, the operators they're called, and those are the people who usually like take charge on the polls and and do all that stuff. Uh, so they meet up once a week, and everyone else in the team are welcome to join. So I joined in that week, and I talked about this clue stuff, right? And we had a discussion. Um, it wasn't immediately clear that everyone was on the same page about it being a bug, and some people thought that maybe it's okay if it's rare. Um, so it was a bit of back and forth. Uh, but I think ultimately we settled on that this should definitely be reviewed, and we should ultimately let the community decide, because we're not in agreement. And if we pull it... <laughs> If we pull it to a specific rate, we're always going to be tied to that. So if we add new items, we're always going to have to kind of adjust that rate again. Yeah. So there were a lot of things to consider in that discussion. But ultimately, I think we just landed on, let's let's talk to the players about it. Let's uh, see what they think. We can use the next poll for this. Or at least one question in the next poll. Yeah. But then obviously... This is a while ago, but we just still haven't gotten to that poll. Yeah, and you did make it clear that it would take a while. 
Yeah, I did. I did. I, I did, really because I, I, I saw people start stacking clues, <laughs> yeah. and I just don't want to feel like you have to do that. I understand if you want to do that. I, I really, really do understand. I but, really appreciated the warning, even though you were yeah, like I, I appreciated it. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, I just couldn't, you know, keep with a good conscience say that. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> discuss it in the next poll and then not poll it for like ages. Yeah, that would feel really bad. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's still on the agenda for the next poll, but I don't know when that poll is gonna be. Uh, the have... operators team have been quite busy with other things that they've had mm-hmm. to do. So, do you have any idea of what the poll question's going to entail? At all? Um, or... we'll probably refine that a bit more closer to whenever that poll is being made. But I think we'll look to get some context initially. Uh, try to figure out, you know, what did it used to be before everything? What is it now? Yeah. Where? <sighs> In, in what area roughly should it be? Yeah. And that's kind of what I imagine we will poll. I don't see us polling it to be one specific rate. I imagine us perhaps polling it to be, should it be in this vicinity, range, you know, yeah. like this range, yeah. Um, I think that's a great way to, and as long as there's some context to it, because... Mm-hmm. The people that have watched the video now understand. Obviously, the video is just horribly long and just <laughs> everywhere. But the people that actually listen to the whole thing now understand, like, why it's that way. Whereas, like, the mm-hmm. average player... Like, if I were to have not looked at the numbers and somebody said, buff elite clues, I'd be like, no, like, stop it. Yeah, exactly. And I see a lot of people say that. Like, no, it's not necessary. Yeah. Well, I think it might be. <laughs> yeah. That's exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to it. And uh, just to press just one more time, do you think, again, Sebe Agenda, but um, was there any mention of uh, adjusting mimic rates or was that just not something I was talking um, about? That's my own personal agenda. There is absolutely no reason <laughs> to buff that whatsoever, but I feel like it would just there wasn't. We didn't talk about it at the time, but I've seen it come up a couple of times. Maybe maybe it's just you every time, to be honest. It's but... <laughs> probably just me every time. It'll literally probably um, be. I, I would have to look into it a bit more, I think, before I can even like say what I think it should be like. But yeah, I, I, this, I'm, like the... I'm down to like the poll being about looking into these sort of yeah. things. Like I don't see why we couldn't at least review it, right? Yeah. And this is just simply... Me being a clue enthusiast and seeing what would balance out elites and masters, because every single person in the community, almost every single person, like including myself, can just agree like masters are just way more worth doing than elites every single time <laughs> for like everything. Yep. So having a little bit more balance, just me, would be really great. Doing a huge clue grind. So anyway, moving on from the whole agenda. Uh, <laughs> Okay, Box Terrier asks, what is your favorite content to play and your favorite content to develop? Ooh. My favorite content to play, I think, even though I haven't done it in a while, must be Chambers of Zurich. Just because it's so... It's unique, but it's also... It doesn't really get stale for me because there are so many different ways of doing it. You know, you could just chill with your friends. 
You could go really sweaty, you know, solo method. Um, you could do challenge mode. Like, it's just really easily repeatable content that I genuinely enjoy doing. Yeah, no, Chambers. That was a very successful piece of content, uh, especially with just how Ulm works. The fact that Ulm worked out so beautifully for solos is <laughs> just, like, <laughs> kind of cool. I don't know if that was ever planned. I think, didn't Kieran have, like, a huge part in making Ulm? I can't, I can't remember who, like... I think that was his first boss, yeah. That's so insane. If that, if that wasn't intended, like, <laughs> that's just crazy to me. It, I, I don't know if it was. I hope it was. But like, if there... it wasn't, then that is, like, the luckiest coincidence Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, obviously there's... There's timing in that boss, like all moves his yeah. head every four ticks or whatever. So like it kind of almost works out unintentionally. Like it wouldn't you wouldn't even need to intend for that to happen. But I wonder if that was in the back of his mind, like this can be soloed because of this. And like I don't know. I just yeah. I, I wouldn't know. I think there's definitely thought to like the timing, but whether or not there was thought to Oh, I can run like this. <laughs> Let me plan this for because whoops, of the timing. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know to that extent, but I do know that there was thought put into the timing. Like it, it, it would be easy to say, "Let me not attack at a steady rate, and let let's just say, you know, don't care if the special attacks delay him a little bit or something." That would be a completely different boss, right? Yep. But it is a steady timing and. It is predictable, and that means that you can do all these crazy things with it, yeah. which is super cool. No, it's a really, really fun, really fun boss. Solo Chambers is one of like the most engaging pieces of content, especially for an Iron Man that's going oh, for yeah. raids uniques. That was when Chambers was so much fun for me. It feels so rewarding as well, right? Oh. Seeing that purple light, the excitement <laughs> that, oh, man. And it wasn't like Smoking. crazy raids. Like Nightmare took it way too far. Oh yeah. But like with Chambers, you got like if you're going, you know, steady, like if you're pulling out like steady solos where you're not dying, you can see purples relatively um, frequently. This was really exciting. I got my first Dex in a solo, and that was serious. I couldn't oh, yeah? wipe. I couldn't wipe the smile off my face for like. <laughs> two days so i was so ecstatic about it that's so cool so what about favorite content to develop uh it's kind of hard to say because i've only really been on like oh i i guess i have a few more projects behind me now so my first project was halloween and then the christmas event so i've kind of like the first half years of uh, of my time at Dragix was just holiday events, like yeah. back to back, um, which didn't. It, it was fun, but also you knew it was like it a temporary thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I really wanted to like. I, I really wanted to make a change to the game. Yeah. You know, I feel like what I put in mattered. Um. Which is why I was super happy when we could keep like the the sled raising, yeah, from the Christmas event, <laughs> kind of like a cheeky little free to play sepulcher. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, 
after that, I've been on combat achievements, and I've been on Deadman mode, and I've been on Glance, and I've been on Group Iron Man. So it's very hard to say. I... How about what would you want? To, or, like, what do you think would be your favorite content to develop? Or what would be a project you would love to be a huge part of? I think... Some sort of raid or uh, dungeon challenge, I think, for me, personally. Uh, it's hard to say because I haven't done that yet. <laughs> and maybe yeah. that's why I'm saying it, right? But that's what I enjoy doing in-game. So I think it would make sense if I also enjoyed making that. Yeah. It does appeal to um, But yeah. What, do you have any... Um, any kind of thing to leak about next... <laughs> that's uh like mm. are you working on that at all by the way or is that I, no I just, no i'm not i just really wonder how that's being implemented because i I never played next I, I think it was in rs2 before rs3 again like i have no sense of history between 2008 and 2013 basically like nothing so i always <laughs> thought i just assume oh next is rs3 I didn't actually know the difference right? really yeah. between the transitions. I, I never I never played next. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Either. So I don't know what it was like back in the day. Do they just like directly just take it from what it was in RS2 and just kind of make a few little um, changes to it? Like, I, I just wonder how big of a project that is if it was already a thing. So that that's the starting point. Uh, the first step of the process would just be like literally grab the old code and just copy paste it into into current you know engine green script and see how it goes and, clean um, it up. and then fix all the issues that makes it not work like you know commands that we don't have yet and stuff like that and then just boot it up and see what happens that that i imagine was the first step um but then you need to start considering you know their meta when they introduced next back in the day was totally different to what we have now because they had worse weapons but they also had pack yaks and they also had overloads we don't have that yeah so you need to adjust it accordingly right yeah and if you don't then it might be too challenging and then it's also a question of like next has some mechanics that and forgive me because i haven't played this myself uh but from what i can tell it has some mechanics that could be better and so it's a question of 
how like do we change them at all how true to the original should it be and what's the nostalgia factor yeah is the nostalgia factor the look and feel of it is it the mechanics themselves is it how much you have to chug brews (laughs) you know like what is the nostalgia and how can we mimic that but still make it a boss that fits well into old school yep and I don't envy Modern Arcane as the one working on like the boss mechanics and stuff. I don't envy him for having to figure all this stuff out. I'm so um, excited it's him though, because yeah, his... he he's really good at bosses in general. He did uh, Fasani's, and that's his just work been amazing. with Fasani's was incredible. So oh yeah, taking something that was so dull in solos at least and turning it mm-hmm. into something that's just so much fun is really. Makes me look forward to what he has to offer for next. Yeah, I really do trust in his ability to kind of look at a boss and see what is fun with this boss and what is not. And just kind of fix those annoying bits that no one wants to do. Yeah, (laughs) seriously. It's so (laughs) exciting. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think will be the reward? So let me just quickly, uh, there is a a Twitter topic, so I'll just read the Twitter topic and we'll continue. But Trev... Asks with next slash raids three in the works, when will power creep come into play? Are tier seventy five weapons gonna stay the max? Pretty sure haven't they already changed the tiers? Isn't like a blowpipe tier seventy eight now or something? I can't actually remember if those had already been passed. Uh, I think a Tebow was like eighty something. I know we changed some things. Let's see. Blowpipe is seventy five still. Were those getting yeah, changed? I, think... I can't remember. Because I thought they were, or maybe it wasn't Blowpipe. Maybe it was like, I thought Tebow was getting changed to like level 80 or 82 or 85 or something. Maybe this Tebow's was all just... still 75. Uh, I'm... Yeah, I do remember we talked about these um, yeah, I... changes as well. I can't remember. It's It's hard to say because we don't have like a united stance on like, okay, here are future plans and these are all the weapons we're going to introduce, you know, in the next coming years. No one's really made a plan like that. And perhaps we need one. Perhaps that's exactly what we need. Um, I know that Modern Arcane did some work on, you know, figuring out the rewards for next and just kind of trying to present our current weapons and armor and stuff in a very presentable way so that you can easily see like where the gaps are yeah between different things but then it gets really difficult when you you start having like niche things like inquisitors compared to bandos and stuff like that yeah um and whether or not the solution to this is just to add more niche or simply accept that new things can be just straight up better than old things yeah what well here's really yeah. One thing, that, <laughs> one thing that kind of bothers me is like Abyssal Sire was so cool, and then a Bludgeon just completely gets outclassed by a Mace. In mm-hmm. obviously, they're not the exact same type of weapon because the Bludgeon's two-handed, but stats-wise, it outclasses it in every single way, and that like just makes me sad in a way. Because Abyssal Sire still seems like an endgame boss that you should do. It's the same thing with, like, 
you know, Serb having all the best in slot boots. Now that a bludgeon's not best in slot for crush, it's just like, dang. So I I am a big fan of the attachments. So like the Hydra Claw. I, I have my own issues with the Dragon Hunter Lance, by the way. Not a big fan of it. <laughs> but the fact that it is in the game, it's cool that it at least requires a Hosta to make. Yeah, I like that. And so I wonder, I think what would have been cool is like, to get the mace, you'd have to go to the Abyssal Sire and, like, infuse your bludgeon into it or something like that. <laughs> Just some... I, I know that would make no sense, and everyone's, like, probably thinking I'm weird, but... It just sucks that, like, now my bludgeon's just out of commission, and they're really... Now, if you just do Fasanis, you can just kind of... <sighs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is fine, because you kind of have to grind a bludgeon in the first place to grind Fasanis. It's mm-hmm. like a stepping stone in a way, which is cool. But yeah, I think it's okay where it sits right now because of the price of a maze and the maze. amount of hours maze. it takes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the rarity of it. But that is reflected in the price somewhat as well. Yeah, I think that something that a lot of people don't think about when they think about like how. <sighs> Called, like how relevant i guess a weapon is is they need to consider the rarity and the price yeah because the bludgeon is still used by a lot of people yep it's not dead content by any means it's just dead content to your account specifically right now right yeah. because there is no point where you have a mace and would want to use the bludgeon perhaps in the future there will be like we we don't know that and we can easily make it relevant by introducing something that oh, you need to have, you know, a strong two-handed weapon for this or something. That is um, true. That would also kind of be artificially doing so, just to keep it relevant. But yeah, my point is, for all those people who don't have the mace yet, or just simply cannot afford one, sorry about the voice crack, who <laughs> <laughs> cannot afford one yet, um, <clears throat> those for those people... That weapon is still relevant. Surprise so matters a lot in these things. That's true. And, I mean, so what, Sire is just an easier boss, and it's way yeah. quicker to get. So, so yeah, you got some good with points. With that in mind, could we introduce, like, Bandos 2, right? With Which is essentially, like, Bandos armor, but stronger? We could. And if it's rare enough and difficult enough to get, then that wouldn't... You know, it wouldn't devalue Bandos too much because that is true. it would still have a place for those who don't have it yet or can't afford it. Yeah, and I and Bandos is pretty easy now with mm-hmm. what we have in the game, especially if you're doing it in like teams. So yeah, no, I I do agree with that. I just I don't know. My whole thing with like they have these Slayer bosses that are supposed to. That were at one time, and again, things got to progress. But if there was all all of a sudden like just better boots and prims, it's like, oh, I I never even need to do Serb almost. But you still yeah. would, I guess, in a way. Same same thing with Bandos. If it's easy enough to get, I guess that's like a stepping stone into getting something better. So there I are think good Serb points. is an awkward one because it's such a high sliver. <laughs> I can't speak anymore. It has such a high Slayer requirement to do like 93 is it it's 91 high. i think it's 91 oh yeah yeah 91 sorry yeah. uh it's still quite high 
So it's not something you're going to do like early on for an account. And grinding to get to that point to then just move on to the next thing immediately after, which might be better. It's like at that point, you might as well skip Serb. Uh, so Serb is weird. But something that you can do earlier on, like Bandos, um, I think still has a place regardless. Yeah, now you, you got a good point. So, I don't know. I, I, some of the people I've talked to on the Sebe cast, I know BC Guppy is a big advocate for like having some crazy item come from Raids 3 or potentially next or something like Tebow-worthy where it's like the Tebow is the drop but you know but everyone wants the, mm-hmm. the same thing with like a scythe like that is like the thing so and i know the wand that's coming out is kind of like the big ticket item but i feel like some people feel like it's a bit underwhelming again these aren't really my thoughts i don't really mind what comes out as long as it's a, a slight improvement to the meta currently mm-hmm. But I do know that a lot of people thirst for like some crazy good item <laughs> that's just like, wow. It's just really, it, it makes it so exciting, you know, like when you yeah. know that you get a purple. Is it going to be that big yeah. one one thing? Uh, or is it going to be something else that you still want, uh, but it's not that exciting to get? Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely get that. I don't remember if the wand was supposed to be like the Tebow of the raid or not. You know um, what? I, okay, so sorry. I know, I know, <laughs> I, I know. I'm interrupting you at this point. I'm just really excited for raids three, but the <laughs> Kopesh that's coming out. Oh like, yeah, I think that has like yeah, minimum yeah. hit, kind of. Mm-hmm. I again, save agenda coming in, but I really want that to be like a halberd. Where it can attack from one oh. other tile away. Interesting. Yeah, I and I also, I think a lot of I think other people can agree with me on this point is that I think they want it to also work. I think people want it to do full damage against Corp because it's like a, a really good stab weapon, which is what mm. Corp's generally weak to is like halberds on stab and spears on stab. So like a new Kopesh that would deal full damage to Corp would be. Like the new meta, almost for. See, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really mind that as like a principle, just because, like we we said before, like Zami Hasta is still really relevant. Yep. For stuff like, you know, the uh, the lance, so, I personally wouldn't mind that. That's not a confirmation that it's coming or anything. Yeah. It's just my opinion, but, yeah, I think that would make sense actually. That's just like so, that's like oh. I really am dying for another weapon, a melee weapon that can attack from a further range, like a halberd. I I really wish there was another thing like a halberd, and that's what I want the Kopesh to be, just because the halberd is, like, so bad as a main weapon to use. It's just good for specking. Mm-hmm. And so having, like, a main weapon that can attack one tile further away would just be so cool. What if you could attack, like, two tiles in front of you? That'd be crazy. You know what'd be really cool? That'd is, be interesting. And what would be cool is if you could like switch it. I don't know how that would work, if that's even possible, to have like the defensive style attack one more tile away. Ooh. And then you could switch it. I don't know if that's like if that could even be coded properly. Uh 
that's possible, yeah. Like that that would be pretty sick. You could just change it on the fly. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the wand being a different variable, like the speed changes? I think it's interesting. I think it changes up the meta a bit. And it makes you it makes you have to rethink a lot of things. Stuff that you're kind of used to doing already. Um, I remember seeing on the uh, the beta world, seeing Addy figure out Ulm already. That yeah. was really cool. <laughs> but stuff like that is what I'm so excited to see, you know? Like, how are people going to adapt to these situations that they know so well, they have the muscle memory for, but now they need to reconsider everything that they know because yeah. of the speed. Uh, because it's not that good. Like, if you miss hits or not, it's it's not that great. Because yep. it gets a lot of its strength from, like, how rapid it is. Yep, absolutely. What yeah, super excited to see it in play, for sure. What do you think about the new armor that's coming out with low life? So, as a preface, I really respect Lake's opinions on a lot of, uh, like, raids items and stuff like that. And he was just saying how... It's like a two-piece ranged armor set that's like super squishy. You basically mm-hmm. have like no defense whatsoever. But you are getting a little bit more power uh, DPS-wise as long as you're under 40 HP. Lake would prefer it to have like low life as 50 HP rather than 40. And he also wants that armor to be like way more tanky than it currently is. But what are your <laughs> thoughts on it? And what were... I don't know if you can really talk about this, but... What was kind of like the team's vision for that? So, again, this is one of Arcane's creations. I can't really talk about the vision that he had itself. Um, As for, like, whether it should be 40 or 50, personally, I think part of what makes that armor really exciting and what makes it, you know, not replace armadillo completely although maybe that's okay as well um but that's a different topic <laughs> uh what makes it not replace armadillo completely is the fact that it is risky to use yep. you're gonna be on low hp you're gonna have low defense and you're not gonna do that unless you know exactly what you're doing or if you're in a position where you know that you're somewhat safe that's true and I think maybe that's an okay place to set. You know, like it, it quickly changes its um, its identity, I guess, a little bit. If it's suddenly a bit safer, it's not that low life, high risk, high reward kind of thing anymore. Yeah. If you suddenly have a bunch more defense and you're a bit higher, like you can't be one hit anymore, but essentially, depending on what you're doing, of course. I wonder what they're going to. Like I'm excited to see kind of what the proposal things are because I think they might revise a few of the things. I think I think you bring up a good point. High risk, high reward. I don't think the armor is good enough then for... This is just my personal opinion. I think it should be slightly more powerful then with low life. Mm-hmm. I think it... I, I don't have the stats pulled up, but if I recall correctly, it wasn't like huge at all by any means. Like the the dps upgrade like it is like it still is best in slot but it's like 
for the super high risk you're taking of just getting hit a 40 and potentially losing more ticks eating because you're just get to super low like chanceable hp levels like Mm -hmm. way quicker i think i don't know that is so hard to balance though (laughs) it really is it's so hard to balance because there are things where you do take zero damage guaranteed and so having like a crazy dps buff for that maybe is not like super healthy so i can totally see the kind of the way i see it is that like this could be the introduction to low life as well you know like we're starting with low life ranged but there's nothing to say that we can't do low life melee or low life mage in the future or like some sort of hybrid like there's always you know other things like we could always adapt this further if this is something that's fun to play with yep i think the point was also that like um I seem to remember Arcane saying that he didn't want this to be the meta everywhere. And if your HP is too high, if there's no risk involved anymore, then it pretty much would be. Like, you just wouldn't use Armadillo anymore. That's and true. And you'd feel relatively safe at 50 HP in most situations. But at 40, it is kind of like Monka. It's like, yeah. you don't want to do something you don't, like you don't know what you're it's doing. Not even, it's not even 40 yeah, yeah. anymore, hardly. It's just... Mm-hmm. Okay, so again, I never did next or anything, but I want to ask. Apparently, there was some armor that would actually raise your HP cap to 140. Um, I, I think it's called Masori armor, or, something. or no, no, maybe it's not. Maybe I'm just there's some armor in RS2 or RS3 or whatever that would. I can't even think of what the armor is called because I never played it, but I'm spacing it. Um, but there was something that... that would what? Sorry. No, no, no. You go on. <laughs> no, I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say the name of it. I'm just. Uh, I I've seen some talk about Torva. Torva, that must have been it. That must. Yeah, been it, it could have been that. I think the Masori. I'm getting confused with Raids Three. I think Masori is the ranged armor. Yeah, it is. Okay, so Torva is the thing that used to raise your HP, apparently. And I know that's the complete opposite direction, but it does provide niches for people that want to feel comfortable at a boss being super high HP. So what do you think of... I don't know if that's actually being pulled for Nex, but apparently that was like the original rewards was this armor that was like as good as Bandos or better with high mm-hmm. defense and you got that HP boost. What do you think of that? What do you think um... about like the HP boost in general, having something that extends your cap? I think it's interesting. There, There's space for it, right? But we also have, like, overhealing foods and stuff, so you'd have to make sure not to, like, devalue those too much, I guess. Yeah. Although, it's not like anglers are hard to come by either. Um, I don't know enough about Torvo to, like, directly compare that to anything we have. Uh, and I know that Torvo wasn't pulled and it wasn't intended for next... I don't know if that's still being discussed or not at all. Yeah, they'll probably but... be completely different rewards. At least that's what I'm yeah. kind of assuming. But I think that's kind of cool that like there's just some crazy armor that's like the, 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 like, the super tank, you know? We got mm-hmm. Justicer, but now something that extends your HP cap. Like, that's... <laughs> I'm just thinking for Inferno, but it's just going to be so disgusting <laughs> to just start every wave at 140. 
Like insane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I do really think the bulwark buff has been really cool for the game. Yeah. You like, like it? I actually like it. And I'm usually a fan <laughs> of things not getting like devalued, but the cool thing about a bulwark is like, it is significantly worse DPS, but on stream, I literally did a full bandos kill just sitting there attacking it with no overheads up. I just prayed piety. That's insane. Sat there with Justice Sure and a bulwark and killed killed bandos. Just ate some food. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is kind of busted, but um It's cool to have like super tank gear that's like never gonna be the meta for speed running or anything or any like super high efficiency, but it's cool to actually be able to purchase or to earn like super good tank gear for if you are just that kind of player that just likes to just chill and just feel really safe at a boss. I think it's cool that there's equipment like that. Again, if it became the meta, that would be bad, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, the whole the way the bulwark works now is so cool that it gives you more strength. The higher the higher tank you are. I like that so. as well. I, so cool. Do you do you feel like it has um, a good place now? Like it's yes, would, I do. It, feel it can like settle that. in. Is that I do feel like that, and I think it's so cool. I I was watching Unpredictable doing a Inferno run on stream, and he was doing it where he only prayed Mage, and he had a Bulwark, and he was just basically attacking everything with his Bulwark. And it was surprising, like, the DPS on it. And, like, I, I don't know. It was just it was just neat to me that it can actually, like, deal a decent amount of damage, being a huge shield and stuff. I think the buff to it was great. And I think it fits <laughs> really nicely now. I'm glad. And it's a cool reward to get from, from Chambers now. It is. It's finally like nice to get. You know, yeah. it's not just the yeah. thing you bring into Wildy and you don't care if it's your plus one. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> no, it's really cool. Okay. Um. Let's see. So, just a few things. I know. Uh, Mandrew here is just saying another one of my favorite J mods. Looking forward to this. Nord is saying big hype. Uh. <laughs> Here's a question from MPS Devil. They say, or they ask, how do you decide which level of players need new content? For example, Temporos caters to almost everybody. The idea of a Fire Ice Giant boss has been floated for a mid-level boss, and Raid Stream mostly caters to endgame players. Do... Oh, wait. Okay, so then he says, to me it seems like bossing is massively weighted by the end game." or waited to the end game. Nothing really worth farming till at least 80 plus Slayer in combat and could do with viable mid-level challenges while skilling generally has most content unlock early and not much in the later levels. So I think the general theme is like... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to this one. Yeah. Um, start at the beginning. It was about it, it feels low-level like if... bosses, right? Yeah, it kind of feels like PVM is always based on, like, I don't know, getting to, like, a higher point on your account to finally PVM, whereas skilling is, like, you kind of unlock it relatively quickly, and then it's just that from then on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, 
I do think that there's nothing stopping us from developing more interesting bosses at lower levels. The problem then is the rewards, because if you release like a mid-level boss, let's say it's kind of easy to kill, um, and you aim it at like someone who's like low to mid-level, if the rewards are tradable, then you will have high-level people absolutely <laughs> demolish that boss so yeah. many times and make all the rewards worthless within days. Yeah. So That's... it's really hard to have like something rewarding at that level, is what I'm saying. Absolutely. But there's definitely space for us to introduce more like mechanically challenging bosses at earlier levels. In fact, I think that that would actually help us get more people into the game and make them realize that what makes, you know, PVM and old school great. Because if you have to grind until like what? Like grotesque guardians level maybe or something until you can really start like doing bosses that have mechanics, then you, a lot of people burn out before they get to that point. I think we can show off the game a lot earlier than we are already. Um, and I think that early on, low to mid-level bosses would be the way to go. Um, I would love to do something with, like, where, you know, we allow groups to fight them together as well. But it is, like I said, difficult to figure out how to make something rewarding. Um, we could play around with, like, untradeable drops, right? And make yeah. that matter. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's really We could tough. do a mix as well. That's always in regards to like, yeah. Sorry, no, 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 no. I, I was <laughs> briefly just gonna say it is really tough to balance. I wonder how it is, Barrows it does it so well. Uh, I mean, they just <laughs> they just have so much, right? Like a lot of the Baron stuff is not really that useful anymore. And some of it is until the thing is like there's always something better than Barrows. Like we have items that are better. Barrows yeah. isn't meta for anything. But again, except for except, has... except for the Carol's oh. top, somehow that is still a best in slot, and I oh, yeah. feel like that really needs to change. I really wish it came from the crystal armor. Really wish the crystal uh, that would have made sense. Yeah. yeah, but there's still room for it. But yeah, no, that's always the the one item that's like still in my <laughs> bank that's best in slot. I'm like, really, Barrows True. is still a best in slot from 2005 or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> goddamn, like that's impressive. True. But yeah. You can keep going. I think you're... Yeah, I was just saying that I think a lot of the Barrows items are still relevant because you need them at some point in your yeah. progression, right? Yeah. Um, It's still, you know, pretty good to do on an early iron or even as, like, a low <laughs> low cash stack main, I guess. Yeah, no, and that, <laughs> that's always kind of the boss that's brought up that... Or not boss, but, like, just content that's brought up that's like focused for mid game and yet it's still a very profitable thing for mid game players mm -hmm. and like they just did it really well and so players are are always wondering like why can't we get like a another thing that's similar to barrows that's like perfectly balanced for mid levels and yet still i'm pretty sure barrows is still good money if you're a mid level obviously if you're hired like you get even more money but it's I don't know. I feel like Barrow's just like that really good balance of mid-game stuff. 
So. I agree, yeah. That's pretty good. I think there were some uh, ideation projects thrown around as well about like some fire giant boss, some ice giant boss, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think that would be thematically fitting as well to that kind of level because we have the moss giant boss and we have, yep. you know, the hill giant boss. So let's I... give some love to to the other giants as well. I think what would be sick. Okay, did you ever play Crash Bandicoot? Yes. On yes, PlayStation I did. One? Mm-hmm. Okay, did you ever play Crash Bandicoot Warped? Like the third one? With the... Ooh, I think so. Wait, let me Google it. Okay. It was the one where... Um... You'll just have to like just look at it real quick and see if you remember. Yes. Yes, I'll play <laughs> okay. this. Okay, so there was a few levels... Um, the thing, the one that I'm thinking of is the blue guy, like the blue demi boss that you fight on the third kind of section. I can't even remember what his name is. It's like, I want to say his name is like something trophy or something like N trophy or something like that. Anyway, some <laughs> blue guy, but like during the demi boss, there's like, Basically, you attack him or whatever, and then you get sent back. It's okay. I know I'm just on one right now. I'm just like trying to think of how to explain <laughs> this. You know, like the lunar quest when there's like a little thing where like you have to find the right path. Um, yeah. And you're stepping on these stones or whatever to like find the right path, and you just have to memorize it. It's mm -hmm. similar to that, but you're not memorizing really anything, I don't think. But it would be like a three phase by fight. Where you attack the boss, and then you get sent back, and then you have to cross somewhat sort of like a soda seg maze or something. It's like it's almost like that kind of feel of like soda seg, but I'm thinking what would be so sick is like an ice giant boss. That's like three phases Ooh. or whatever. And then I'm thinking of this Crash Bandicoot fight, at, at least what I can remember <laughs> from it as a child. It's like you get sent back, and you have to run back up to it, and there's like a certain path you have to make. And there's like lightning or whatever coming out potentially like little ice things falling on you or something like something like rather than just attacking the boss and then killing it like mm -hmm. i think a little like mini soda seg maze could be really cool with little icicles falling on you and stuff i don't know And there, there's nothing stopping us from doing that right like yeah. we, we could so easily develop more bosses with mechanics at lower levels and just have them you know not as punishing as the bigger ones mm -hmm. um and I just kind of uh, introduce more people to it. So Sorry, here, you here's something that's just like that. Something that I absolutely love is uncapped damage output with phases. So, for example, I really like Grotesque Guardians, where you can just completely out DPS that phase if you're able to. Oh yeah. Like I like that. That's there, so satisfying. Yeah, like I like that there is the option. Same with Fasani's at the end. If you feel comfortable, you can just claw it see halliot or whatever and just finish it off mm -hmm. something that didn't do it well is zolcano zolcano feels very forced it feels yeah. like they're forcing the, the three phases right? on you yeah that's something i dislike so if again this is just me trying to come out with some boss idea on the spot but like if the ice giant boss if it was something like that three phase it really should for the end game player should be able to be out DPS like almost completely if you have the gear and everything. Whereas for mid levels, low levels, they would probably have to go through the three phases. But those 
forced upon you caps really irk players really irk me they really do so. yeah that's a very good point um something that i've started like paying more attention to i guess is kind of patterns and what annoys people about the yeah. game and just really like make a really conscious decision of <laughs> trying to like avoid those as much as possible absolutely you know what's somebody was kind of mentioning this and i i'm actually really tempted to make a video on this or like not even a video but like a spreadsheet of of like the tiers of fun clue steps so mm. it's really weird because like i've done so many clues where like i'll just glance at the clue real quick and i'll know exactly where i'm supposed to be going exactly what i have to do and internally i have a little thought of this clue step sucks or this clue step is awesome like or like somewhere where's, in between uh, where's dragon's eye on this list dragon's eye is pretty low it's pretty bad <laughs> it's pretty i bad. saw someone on reddit the other day say that they actually like that step because it takes them back to when you actually had to walk everywhere and you didn't have teleports everywhere around the game and it just it's like a time capsule back into like what the game used to be like yeah and i thought that was interesting and i also thought that that person hasn't done many clues but <laughs> okay i will say if that step was just that just dragon's eye there wasn't two other parts to it it would probably yeah. be somewhat bearable but the <laughs> fact that you get that and then the penguin one and then you have to go all the way where you have to have the ring of visibility you have to go all the way to the end of the map of the legends quest or not legends quest the whatever that quest is desert treasure treasure. uh when you get like the the triple step clue and it's like dude this is this alone is gonna take me 10 minutes Mm -hmm. like that's when it's just like not fun anymore that's annoying yeah (laughs) but like there's there's some steps that like genuinely actually take some time that are actually still fun so like I know this sounds weird and a lot of people hate this step, but like Tarn's Lair. Oh, kinda, no. I don't actually mind no, getting that. Ma- I don't no, mind. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't mind That's getting like that. That's the worst that one. Uh, but yeah, no, like there's some. Like, obviously, I'd rather have a different step because that one just takes time, but at least this one's like sort of engaging if you know how to do it tick perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's like, I would love to make a, a comprehensive like list of. These steps are awesome. Do more things like this, and then these steps suck. Two <laughs> that suck really bad are the two elite steps on Isle of Souls. Every time I get one of those, I just cry inside and outside. Man, I had the one that said, like, run to the east of the island. Oh, my God. And that was my first time on the Isle of Souls. First and usually I'm And <laughs> usually, I'm pretty good at, like, this is east and this is west. That was not one of those things. <laughs> I ran west and I ran around the whole thing. Oh, the worst so part is, is there is an east and there is a west step on the same tier clue for elites. Yeah. And, okay, that step that could horrible. be fine as long as there's an Isle of Souls teleport tab or something. But as of right now, that is a horrible update to elite clues. It makes them even worse than they already are. Honestly, add that to the chest. Make that chest worth something, if only for the clues. 
Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Have like a teleport thing you get from the chest. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That would be amazing. That'd be so nice. Let's do that. Why not? Pull 76, that would be where amazing. are you? <laughs> that, no, no. That, and the thing is, that's like exactly the type of thing I want for, again, save agenda. But I think a Forthos dungeon teleport would be so cool. And you get it from participating in the dungeon. So maybe like a rare drop from Seracnus or those spiders, the temple spiders or whatever. Like, right. And then it can be charged with, I always suggested, like a Forthos amulet that's charged with red spider eggs. Because almost everything in there drops red spider eggs. And you could use those as the teleport charges, kind of like Lizardman Fangs charge your uh, Xerix talisman. I don't know. I, I like chargeable teleports like that, to be honest. I'm not a fan of, like, chargeable gear, necessarily, uh, to some extent, but Charged I feel like it, it's, or... it makes more sense with uh, teleports, at least. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I like charged weapons, as, like, the Arc Light, I think, did it well. Dragon Hunter Lance could have done it well, but it's just permanently free. I like charged weapons, though. Char- degradable stuff, I hate. Yeah. But charged True. stuff's nice. Yeah, charged stuff... Charge stuff is way better than degradable. I think, like, for me, charge stuff, I think about, like, I, I have, like, PTSD from, like, the old um, Ibn stuff when you oh, couldn't yeah. expand it. And it's just, like, annoyingly, you have to you have to recharge it all the time, and it's just annoying. Okay, you just brought up another thing real quickly. <laughs> real quickly, on my, on my previous ramble, I was talking about this. How the Master Scroll book was meant to be a bank saver. Modelena, I am getting to the point where I'm overflowing with scrolls. And it's actually oh, yeah. going, going to eventually be a detriment. It's going to actually lose me a bank spot rather than save me a bunch. That shouldn't be too difficult to fix, to be honest. Is there, can... a, yeah, is there any way to extend that cap beyond a thousand? Probably. What I'm guessing is that like the current stuff in there is just it it's probably capped because of the amount of variables that the dev at the time decided to give it. Yeah, I was like, ah, this is enough. And then, years yeah, no, later, a thousand it wasn't is <laughs> a thousand should be enough. But when you're an Iron Man and you hoard everything, mm-hmm. like ugh, you just want to store it in there. So. <laughs> it's definitely something we can discuss in one of those like Friday meetings again, right? Yeah. So and it's a PvP update because guess Put what? It on the, uh, no, 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 for real. Like it's it's a PvP update. Did you watch uh, when Fuse died with his Master Scroll book, lost all his stuff out in the world? And he was doing a clue. Oh, really? So this is a beautiful PvP update that can. I haven't seen that. I'll be I'll be holding it's like amazing. twenty thousand scrolls, and somebody will kill me. But revive PvP. <laughs> you single handedly <laughs> dying will revive, revive PvP. PvP. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Tony Gunk asks I think we need to use magic more in bossing we also could use some low level PVM amid wait I just had deja vu did we just read this already oh no <laughs> I, don't think I think it's a different one it's a different one the mid low tier boss started yeah, yeah. Um, a mid to low tier boss could require all some spell books to kill and there could be altars within the boss layer to swap spellbooks mid-fight. Thoughts? Um, 
Well, we've already kind of covered like low to mid-level bosses. I think that's a good idea. Uh, I would like to see some like actual mechanics on them, not just knock something back and come back and attack me kind of thing, like Obor is. I'd like something more challenging, but not as punishing. Yeah. What do you think? In about... terms of yeah. Yeah. Go sorry, ahead. you go, go on. on. <laughs> no, I, was, I think we were about to say the same thing about magic being. Yeah, in terms of magic, um. I would like to see it used more. I hope it's used more in Raids 3, like Tombs of a Masket. That would kind of fit the style of, you know, a lot of people have been saying this as well. Like, I've seen a lot of players kind of hoping it will be meta um, in Tombs of a Masket because of Chambers of Zarek being ranged heavy, um, TOB being melee heavy. Mm, then this would true. be fitting to have be you know magic heavy not obviously not only magic but it, it would make sense it would fit that yeah um this is not a spoiler by any means i don't actually know what the metas will be at all i don't think any of the boss designs are final at all either so so we need a harm staff is what you're saying right. <laughs> yeah go, go panic by harm staffs thank you it's do you think they're gonna do anything to the or I, I guess I say they. Do you think they're going to, like, you're literally part of the team. But <laughs> what do you think about the harm staff being probably completely uh, devalued by the time the new wand comes out? Again, like, it could fill a niche, but the harm's very expensive and very, it takes a long it time It is to very get. expensive. And it's uh, getting and it worse and worse with new gear upgrades. It is. I would like to see it still useful. Um I know that it was hurt quite a lot by thralls. Yeah. And, and then the arcane... I would hate to see it, you know, be lowered even more by the wand potentially, like, overtaking it. And I'd like to see it have... buff as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's that as well. I would like to see it have more of a kind of, like, niche use case, perhaps, to make it relevant still. Because um, it, it just kind of feels like it should have that, being that rare. Yeah. It shouldn't just be like a hard hitting weapon. It should have something more. Yeah. And like I was talking to West Ham, very good PvP -er, and uh I mean he j literally just uploaded another video last night of him using the harm staff in PvP and then AGSing. And it's a <laughs> deadly combo. It's like actually disgusting oh, yeah. how crazy that stuff can be because you just attack from long range and then run up and then both hit splats hit the same time it's just like it's insane can't out eat it but uh so like that, the harm stuff something to consider as well sorry yeah, yeah no no that's literally <laughs> in, the, in TV, you that's know that's literally like, the thing that needs to be balanced around it because it is still extremely powerful with pvp and and that's where we kind of hit a cap almost as to how much we can power creep stuff yeah because like, if we, we we can always like make bosses harder but what do we do in PvP? Yeah. No, for real. So maybe the harm is fine where it is because it's already super real. It's like really good in PvP. And maybe it was never... I don't know. Like it had its it had its go with being like best in slot. But after this wand comes out and the new arcane, it's going to be uh, not that good. That's kind of why I'd like to see a niche for it, just so that it's like somewhat relevant, but maybe not 
universally best everywhere. Yeah. I really like the four tick. Uh, every combat spell could become four tick. Maybe besides ancients, that might be a bit too OP. <laughs> Making all ancients four tick. That would but, be powerful. Um, from a PV, from from just simply playing the game without without having any PvP in mind, it would be kind of cool because like it would kind of fill what the uh, what the Kodai has been and still is, where like efficient iron men you know have the decision to either cast with their master wand or a kodai like go grind out a bunch of hours of a kodai then the kodai gives 15 percent magic uh damage boost which is like huge so it's always been it's always been debated whether it's whether it's worth it or not to go grind out a kodai for like efficient iron men so a harm staff would definitely be that kind of thing where like it could randomly start casting all ancients at four tick instead of five tick. Like the, the DPS increase of that throughout all your slayer would be insane. But then you'd have to consider how many hours does it take to get that? Like would it cancel out? But then again, like that would, for the most part that would be extremely OP, especially for like the main game. But who knows what they can do? I was just thinking like those new demonic spells. On the Archaea spellbook, don't get any love, and maybe if those could be a te- maybe if those could be made to like four tick, with the harm staff, it could be maybe worth it somewhere. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah perhaps. Like... It, it would kind of take it away from the standard spellbook, though, where it's like the strongest exactly. at the moment. So it's a matter of like, I, I'm, I talked about this a little bit before, but I'm a big fan of things having an identity. Um, it's something that I felt very hard for when we initially talked about the blowpipe being nerfed. Yeah. Because one of the original suggestions internally was, let's make it three tick. That would help solve all the balancing issues. Yep. But that would completely change the feel of the blowpipe. Absolutely. That would change how you move with it, how you move attack, move attack, etc. I feel like it being Tutic is its identity. That is true. So I'm very keen on like keeping that. And that's why like uh, when we were discussing it, I would rather see it like nerfed really strongly rather than being slower. Because being slower would feel so incredibly different. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And I can only imagine how the community would outcry if that actually had happened. Be just oh yeah <laughs> that would have been horrible it, it would have been horrible so yeah i'm really glad we uh we changed our stance a little bit there um and and that's how i feel with the dins as well that's why i asked about the um like its identity right like does it feel good where it's settled now it has its own place you know nothing's quite like it it has its own style yeah and that's uh, that's what you think of when you hear dins you know i really love that it's five tick by the way <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because the identity of it is still kind of like that super slow seven tick thing because mm-hmm. I, I used to use it just to like aggro a bunch of bosses like i would do jellies and just bring the bulwark occasionally and now that it's five tick it's like geez i have like no time to like reset like it used to just be like spec and then like kind of chill out get my mobs all like grouped up and stuff i just felt like i had so much time with that seven ticks so now it's five and it's like geez it's like <laughs> rushing me at this point it is it's a good feeling though 
anything that's sped up feels good. If it's slowed down, it loses its identity. <laughs> like oh yeah, yeah. And and that's why I kind of want an own identity for the uh, the harm stuff. Yeah, I I guess it kind of has it with the forte thing, but I don't know if that's powerful enough to be like when you hear harm staff. I, what I think of is heavy damage. Yeah, but if there's a staff in the future that's heavier damage, then that's not really gonna matter much anymore, and that's not gonna be like its identity. So yeah, I'm not saying every weapon has to have one either. By the way, but I think something is rare. As that one, yep. ought to have one. Absolutely. Yeah, it'll be tough to see kind of like where it goes. It's just because like the Tome of Fire is the thing that's actually hard carrying it. Yeah, that's true. Like the, and the the Tome of Fire is wonky. Fifty percent extra damage, like that. That's insane. That's like the biggest problem. That's Winter just... Todd is so broken in general. <laughs> like Toma Fire, the XP rates, the crates, like what? It's weird. The fact that the pet doesn't scale with 200 mil fire making. It's horrible, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> yeah. You should uh I know this is almost like an irrelevant topic, but back when the harm used to actually be really good and it's the outlook of the harm was like it was gonna be best in soft for a long time. I really mm-hmm. was advocating for God pages to be able to be burnt at 99 or to be slightly toasted into burnt pages. <laughs> you know. I remember seeing a suggestion about that. I didn't know that was you. <laughs> I am. I would still love that. God pages. I don't know if you know. You probably know. But like Zami pages are 5k each it's so sad they, <laughs> like, i i remember when they were worth they were like something. two mil some were two mil at one point yeah you did clues what and like happened? you got pages and you're just like oh i remember back in 2015 i would grind mediums out and if you got a zami page you made bank that day you're like all right like i'm chilling i remember there was one time i got a zami and an armadillo page and i made like I swear it was like 2.5 mil from that clue. And 2.5 mil was even more than it is worth now. So it was probably like worth like a five. It was probably like five mil in current like value, I guess. But yeah, no, it's crazy. And so that's why I'm, I really wish you could burn those pages and just one-to-one ratio, turn them into burnt pages. Because aren't burnt pages? Like I just price-wise, I, I hate making things dependent on like what their current price is but like aren't burned pages around four or five k each i don't remember i don't know i just feel like that would be like the perfect thing but again i I do want to see like more item sinks in general uh i think we desperately need them yeah yeah no for real i think that's part of like you know everyone needs that page once but then after that there's no point in keeping them. Yeah. You can sell them off or just drop them. There's kind of pointless. So I just in general, more sinks would be great. Yeah, so there's going to be a GE tax potentially. Do you think about that? Yeah. I is think that, it's a that, good suggestion. Is honestly, that coming out for uh, sure? Because I remember hearing about it on like the Um The little I don't Q&A thingy. No. 
And I, I guess it's just a suggestion currently. Was it Lloyd that's on? I think I, it was. I just remember Mod remember Sweden was talking about stream. it on that yeah. huge live stream thing they were doing. I, I honestly don't know if it's confirmed or not. I don't remember off the top of my head. I think that's a um, great idea. I think that should have been the case a yeah. time ago. I, I think that would be really good, actually. I'm interested to see if it would be... Um, because this is the whole, like, genie tax, but also that tax goes into pool to then buy items out again and just delete the item, right? Yep. That, that was the idea. Yeah. I think it would be interesting to see if we can do that with, like, every item, or if that's something that is only done towards, like, very specific items, what, what kind of rules are determined around that? Yeah, no, it would be tough to, like, draw the line of what's deemed yeah. something that needs a sink or not. Exactly. Like, do we need a feather sink? Probably not. <laughs> do we need a bandless chest plate sink? Maybe, yeah, yeah. probably. Do we need pages <laughs> synced? Yeah, we do. See, that would be cool is, like, I don't know, like, the new thing that's going to replace Bandos is if you need to sacrifice your current Bandos set. You have to, like, sacrifice it to the Bandos god or whatever, and then he gives you the power to infuse this new, the new upgraded thing. Like, that's kind of, like, a cool way to sync, uh, like, items. Yeah. But at the same time, I totally understand, like, just having something be on its own without having to obtain something else as well. I played a game that had a system like that, kind of, where every, like, spare item piece that you had, like, uh, armor or anything like that, would, um, you could sacrifice it to your god to get, kind of, favor with that god. And then in return, that god could give you certain perks. Like, eventually you could uh, buy gear, I think, but it would also give you, like, buffs or um, even, like, temporary buffs that would just, you know, you would buy them with some favor but then it would only last an hour and then you'd have to get more yeah favor. interesting stuff like that that's kind of cool... like uh the buffs in camdozel you've done that at all oh okay yeah no i've never well i haven't done i haven't grinded that out yet that's the, sure. the below ice mountain thing mm-hmm. yeah i haven't done that yet it has some permanent buffs but then it also has like some temporary ones that's a cool leagues idea by the way something where you just like I don't know, like these little one-hour buffs or something. You just <laughs> chuck like half your bank. You're like, do you want to just destroy all this oh, yeah. stuff and you get like an hour of like crazy buff or something? <laughs> okay. Kind of reminded me initially about uh, what we did with relics and not relics, sorry, sigils in uh, Deadman mode. Yeah, that's where some of them crazy. had like temporary buffs. <laughs> yeah, I honestly the whole. Uh, the whole moving like sigils or relics or whatever to DMM, I think was a really cool thing. I feel like a lot of PKers loved that. I think it was so exciting. It it was. I didn't get to play it myself, uh, sadly, but I think it was so interesting to watch. Yeah, because it just completely changed everything, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely meta changing. And it, is... it was it was really cool to see like how good these people are at just adapting to new things. Literally, yep. They they took it on really well and just it, it looked like they'd been PKing with them for ages, even after just a few days. Yeah. 
So it, just, it was really cool to see. It just sucks with Dead Man mode because, like, even the players themselves understand, like, you know, a week or two in, there's just people that are just quitting because it's so demoralizing to lose all your stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. And that's just kind of like the, that's just how the game mode has to be, though. You know, it's super, super it punishing. Is. So. The question is, like, can we do something to make it less punishing? I think we did make some changes to, like, say that you can keep your XP and stuff. Yeah. Um, I didn't play it. It so should probably have been like that from the beginning. Yeah. I'm too, like, uneducated on it. But I just remember I was, like, I briefly popped into an Abyss stream. And he was, like, anybody that's not a content creator still playing Dead Man mode right now is, like, like. <laughs> It's just he, it blew his mind that like pe- there was people actually just still playing for fun at that point because it was mm-hmm. just like so many people had already you know lost the desire to play because they died or something. But if you weren't milking it for content, he just didn't understand. That's just kind of the nature of DMM, I guess. Though it's supposed to be temporary. It is, yeah, and and that's how we can get away with like giving insane buffs like that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I, I would love to see like some sort of PvP minigame in the main game um, that utilizes some of those sigils. Yeah, I want... Uh, I know I keep saying... I know I'm like pressing you to move on. I'm, I'm not trying to. Just I keep saying, okay, <laughs> like moving on. But Sorry. No, no, no. no that's, a, that's a great point. I know there was something called like Faction Wars that they wanted to eventually yeah. kind of maybe pull in the future or just kind of like bring up some dev blogs on it one day but faction wars with relics as like a mini game would be so sick i i love that idea honestly i think um something we've discussed a bit back and forth internally and just kind of i don't think anything's set in stone in terms of like which sigils or would we even have sigils um but there's just so much potential there and we've seen that it works Okay. So, uh, have yeah. you ever played Age of Empires? I have. So, That's great. I'm thinking of like Age of Empires. You know how you like you upgrade your like civilization? Like you go to like the, mm-hmm. go from I don't even know what the beginning ages is. is it a feudal age or that maybe that's the second age. I don't even know what the ages were, but you go to like the castle age or whatever. Yeah. And you go to, you like move feudal on like second age. I mm. literally can't feudal remember what the things are called. I'm trying to think of what the last one was called. It's irrelevant, but imagine faction wars where you have that, where like your team, your faction is trying to upgrade, and as soon as you upgrade, you get an additional perk for PvP. And again, these I don't know how long these tournaments would last, maybe twenty minutes or something, but like I think the part of the appeal of faction wars was like you have some people that are focused on the fighting part and some people that are focused on like upgrading your base and the more upgrades yep. you do you can like prestige it and then you everyone gets like a new buff to do something like that would be so cool and they're just very really short cool. 20 minute like faction wars that's awesome and and we could do it like multiple ways like we could have these like little 20 minutes ones and then we could have like longer ones as well that last like a day or like a week you know True. they kind of just rely on like a faction i guess to to carry on while you're away um i wonder and hope that they still have the base when you come back 
Yeah, I wonder how that's going to work with, like, boosting. That's, like, the danger of this stuff. It's, like... I, I don't remember how it was presented, but I think that in any sort of system like that, we would need three factions. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the beauty of three and these kind of things is that if one faction is getting too powerful, then the two others can kind of gang together <laughs> and, and defeat the third one. Yeah, and just kind of all get on the an even playing field again. Yeah, but then it then it like the opposite happens, where like two teams just destroy the other, and then like or I mean, yeah, like I don't I don't actually know what the objective of the game is is to like be f- to to win overall, like to have your faction as last, or just don't lose first. I don't actually know what the objective is supposed to be, but. Uh, I don't. I, I, don't, I don't know, know if I, I don't it's know, been ex- decided yet. Even uh, it could be like different things. I guess it could be, you know, hold old uh, points. I guess at the same time, if there's like different areas to control, you must control all of them, or control all as many as possible within the given time. One thing you know, that would control most in that time. Sorry. Yeah. No. Absolutely. One thing that would actually have to happen though is like. I don't know if they could give out GP rewards. Like, I don't know. I always get nervous with stuff like that. If it's not just purely cosmetic, people end up just finding the easiest way to boost it. True. Like, that's what we saw with Soul Wars. It was just like, nobody was actually playing. It's just like, okay, I just got to get my pet as fast as possible. Or, you know, I got to get my crates as fast as possible. Yeah. How do I just abuse this? Soul Wars boosting is pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, I've seen how it works. It's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so like players find out how to abuse things. So I, there would have to be just like, I don't know, one game going on at a time or something. Or just like moderation going on. Like, what? What I is? Guess, what, I guess it depends on what you want from it. But you could have a buy-in, so that yes. like all of the stuff is actually generated by players and nothing yes. is generated by the game itself. Yes, 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 yes. That's what it would need to be. Except then Iron Man can't participate. Can't True. No, probably not. Probably not? Unless Iron Man could, like, only get the cosmetics, basically. Like, they would still have to pay the fee to join, Mm -hmm. but then they'd... Who knows? Iron Man make this game more confusing. PK PVP makes the game more confusing for balance. Like, <laughs> like, there's so much, so many things going on now. I can't even imagine what it's like to be a content dev and having to go through every single thing now that's in the game to make sure nothing's busted. There is so it's, much to cater to. Yeah, that's that's the difficulty, right? Like you have to imagine so many different things and keep so many different like builds in mind as well uh, <laughs> you know we and then recently you got... talked about like fasani's nightmare i think and how like some people have said that there are bots there well what can we do to prevent them <laughs> while the anti-cheating team are picking them up right yeah um and one thing we typically do with these things is like add more restrictions to it but then what do we add to fasani's now in hindsight that wouldn't lock people or too many people out of that game or out of that boss, rather. Yeah. Because thematically, it would make sense to have, you know, some sort of quest, maybe, Sins of the Father, 
but then peers can't do that. And so we'd essentially be locking them out mm. of Bassanis, which would kind of suck because yep. they used to be able to do that. So yeah, these are always the kind of considerations that we have to think that, about. That sounds because, like, I always think, like, oh, that'd be so cool if I was like a content dev or something, or just like I was just the I- idea maker and I didn't have to do any actual work. But then I was like, <laughs> you have to, <laughs> you can't just come out with something that you want. You got to make sure it fits and balances yeah. with every single thing that's in the game now. And then you got yep. one defense pures on Twitter just trying to get other things bad. Like I, I just find it so funny <laughs> that people like limit themselves like big time and then they're just like please give us like less limitations. But at the same time a lot of a lot of the time it makes sense. I know Shawnee was always begging for god dehyde chaps to have like to be able to be worn by pures, which makes total sense, so I understand. And it eventually passed. It does, it does. Okay. Um, Oreo asks, how does it feel going from playing a game for so many years to being on the development team, then heading a large project such as Group Iron Man? Shout out, Oreo. Um, Shout out. <laughs> he's a homie. Um, it feels unreal, I think is the best way to describe it. I think... You know, I, I used to love RuneScape, and I still do. Um, and getting to work on the game that I absolutely love every single day is a dream come true. I was saying this a lot to my family as I was explaining why I'm moving away from them and into a different <laughs> country where I don't know anyone. <laughs> I was explaining to them that this is my dream job. This is what I want to do. Uh, and still, like after working here for over a year now, this is still my dream job. That's so Which cool. is pretty crazy to say. Like, not many people can say that. Yeah, after working anywhere. <laughs> just like, okay. Maybe, yeah, maybe especially maybe. after having worked there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Though. But it's does so the surreal. game feel different? Like, do you feel like you can immerse yourself in the game as much because you're so passionate about, like, working on the game rather than playing it? I can still enjoy it a lot. Um I'm obviously I'm playing Group Iron Man right now, so I'm I'm definitely like invested in the game. Yeah, but I don't get the same excitement as before because everything yeah. is kind of spoiled to me in terms of I know what's gonna happen within like the next I don't know six months probably. Yeah, I don't know all the details yet, but I will before their lives. I get to be excited, and then I get to forget about it again <laughs> before it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> And I get to see all the behind the scenes and and there's just not that mystery anymore. You know, I was talking about exploring Prif for the first time and Ardoin and I don't get to do this anymore because I'm part of making those areas. I'm part of making that mystery. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like I would feel the same way. But... I still love the game to death, and uh, I'm still addicted, <laughs> and I'm that's still good. playing quite a bit, but cool. not as much as I used to. Yeah, that's understandable. Um, yeah, no, it's that's just it's cool. It's cool to me because uh, I don't know. I'm a little I'm a little envious that 
get to like work on the game but at the same time i know that would if i feel like if i was in the position my passion for like doing my you know crazy grinds in game would just kind of get cloudy I, I i wouldn't be as focused on it I'd be so much more focused on like coming out with you know a new raid or something with jagex or whatever right so. i think one of the more difficult things that not a lot of people talk about as well is that like as a player you kind of have to watch your biases as you're developing as well yes um, i would have like such I'm... a struggle with that <laughs> I, I struggle with that, and that's something that I really try to catch myself in as well. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoy so doing high-level PVM, you know, like Chambers of Zarek. I've done a bunch of solo CM. Like, I, that's what I enjoy. Yep. So if I'm told to go program, like, a low-level boss, that's not as appealing to me at first yeah. sight. But then I start to get excited when I think about, like, I can actually add mechanics, and I can make this enjoyable, and it yep. can feel rewarding if done right. And that's when you start getting excited again. So you, you kind of just have to realize that, okay, well, it's not exciting because it's not what I usually love doing, but you can still find enjoyment in it and it can still bring a lot of joy to other people. Yeah. That's a that's a good outlook. I would have such a hard time doing that. I'd, I'd be so obsessed with what I want to come in the game. I wouldn't look at anybody else's thing. That's probably a good thing and i'll probably never work for jagex and that's probably a good thing for the for the community i'd be so focused <laughs> on my clues and everything i do feel like i could bring some good insights but yeah i'd be way too selfish okay I'm sure you can bring a lot to the table and to be honest well, like thank you you can always have a look at the website and see if we're recruiting for anyone thing is um, like i know I... they're pretty cool about like bringing people over to interview and stuff yeah, like, there's something. So I'm not, I, I can't code at all. Like, I don't know anything about coding. I don't know the first thing about, like, software engineering or anything. So I remember our Mod Arcane, like, months ago was telling me, he's like, yeah, you should apply for Jagex. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I, like, what are they going to pay me for? Just spewing random ideas out, like, I, I can't do anything. But there, I guess there's other positions at Jagex that don't require oh, coding. Yeah. Definitely. There's always QA, and they, I mean, it, it would help to code, but you don't have to. It's like testing stuff and making sure things are good, and you can always, like, QA isn't just bug fixing or, or finding bugs. It's also, you know, making sure that you're happy with what's going into the game. If you feel like this actually shouldn't be done this way, then you can suggest differently, and the devs will take another look. Um, but there's also community managers, which I think maybe you could fit in as actually. Uh, it's more about like how to present things from the community, collating information that about how they feel, um, deciding you know wh what's how many uh, people feel this way, and you know what's what's most important that we handle right now. You know, like kind of figuring out the priorities of where the community is at on certain topics. Yeah, that would And be... also, like, preparing the blogs and everything. Wait, do they write them or do they just, like, make sure um, everything's going in them? Who writes the blogs usually? <laughs> I, it's I usually I, mixed. I thought Ayiza was writing some of them. Is, is he one of yeah. them? Yeah. 
Yeah, a lot of it's mainly CM's responsibility. A lot of the time they take like a design that um, a dev has made. So, for example, taking the group Ironland blog, uh, I had, you know, design documents about how it works, how everything works, really. And then um, I basically sent it to, I think it was Mod Sarmi at the time, um, who then, he's CM, and he, he had a look at it, he asked me some clarification on some things, uh, and then he just kind of wrote up um he he basically just took everything that i had and then just made it nicer really and yeah. in a more readable format uh and then finally like w- when they're done they send it to um we have an editorial team who just make sure that we write things in a readable manner basically yeah. um See, no typos or anything. <laughs> that's kind of cool because I was actually an English major for a little bit. Oh, really? And so, like, I I was actually going to emphasize and, like, sort of more technical, professional writing rather than, like, just writing stories and stuff. I was really into, like, the technical side of things and grammar and stuff. So, that honestly, what you're telling me right now actually sounds pretty interesting. I know this isn't trying to get say baby into jagex or anything but that, you, that is cool. mod i'd go by something else no maybe i would just go by mod say who knows mod mod mace <laughs> yeah mod no, that, clue yeah no that is ex- that's, that's exciting <laughs> i'm glad you told me that yeah like there's other positions i mean do you reach out if you have any more questions about it as well like i'm sure can i'm happy to chat about it you know yeah and there's probably some people listening that would absolutely love to work at jagex and so this information just in general is probably valuable to know yeah definitely do follow um i don't know if you can follow if you have linkedin you can follow jagex on there and they usually post like any sort of job description listing Mm. that of new positions that have opened um but there's also just a link on the website itself to look at all the positions interesting all right um patty is asking you what's the strangest slash toughest thing that we may not know about when making the move from player to jmod (laughs) interesting um I think you can never really be prepared for the old school RS community. No matter how much, like, even if you're part of it, even if you're part of the community, you're never really ready for it. <laughs> it's um, it's filled with passionate people. And like I said, I love passion. I think it's absolutely amazing. Um, but obviously, with so many emotions involved, you also get a lot of negative emotions thrown at you at sometimes and you have to be able to kind of have a little bit of thick skin you need to be able to not take things too personally yeah Um, which is so much easier said than done oh yeah a hundred percent as a content creator i'm sure you can relate to that as well i'm sure you get oh yeah if you ever put yourself out there in any way yeah instantly you're gonna have people that just hate you (laughs) (laughs) or like 
you think they hate you, but they they don't actually really care. They're just being internet trolls for the most part. But the yeah, second I thing, I guess, is like you have to remember that you can't please everyone. Yes. And this is a difficult one because I am, as a person, I'm very much a people pleaser. Yeah. I want everyone to be happy and I want to help them with that. <laughs> but that's not very easy when you're in a position where, um, you know, you're expected to deliver things on time. You have, you have to balance work and private life and you, you can't die trying, basically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's hard because you're, there's always going to be some people who are unhappy with what you're doing. People feel like they know better and you just kind of have to accept that sometimes you can't please everyone and you have to do the best you can and hope that that's good enough. And it it usually is, right? Um, you'll, you'll be surrounded by people as well who are in the same position who definitely can relate and people at Jagnes are really cool they're always around to chat if you're having any issues like that so yeah the whole bunch the whole old school team just seems really cool and honestly so wholesome (laughs) honestly I know this sounds like no maybe this sounds fine but I think the old school teams that is at its prime right now I think really the, the team is the best it's ever been right now Oh, that's really nice to hear. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're in a good place for sure. And that's of course my opinion. I bet there's like people that are PvP oriented that probably think it's in the worst position it's ever been. But for me as a player, I'm very, very pleased to have like the passion with the J mods. I always think of course the ones that are shown more, like you are shown, Arcane, Husky, Kieran, like the ones that are on the Q&As that we all kind of see weekly. You guys definitely get a lot more love than those that are like behind the scenes. But everybody together at Jagex, I feel like the team is in a really good position. So, For sure. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of people that we don't hear about as often who are yeah. really key in making things happen. And they don't get enough love and appreciation as they deserve. But yeah, there's definitely a few people out there who... Who really do put in the work and care a lot. So. Okay, so I want to ask if there was one thing, and this is kind of going on to an, another topic as well, but I'm just kind of mixing it. What is something you would love to have in the game? Like if, if you just had the choice to bring it out without it being pulled or anything? Anything at all? Yep. Hmm. So... I have this idea, a PvP idea, actually. And I really want it to happen. And I think it could at some point. Um, It's basically like a wave-based system, an encounter that you have. Uh, It starts off as... Imagine you're talking to like an instructor of some sorts, and he's there to teach you PvP. And initially, he's just like, well, when you see me attack with melee, you pray against melee and that sort of thing. Like, super easy, basic stuff. Mm. And he teaches you, like, the core basics. And then eventually, you know, he teaches you the combat triangle and 
And then eventually he starts like running around a little bit. So you have to like be kind of accurate to click him. And then he starts hiding behind walls. And then eventually he starts freezing you. And then he steps under you and DDSs you. (laughs) And you have to like, you know, adapt to what he's doing, going through these waves. And essentially this was inspired by like playing and playing against LMS bots. Okay. (laughs) And I just, I was like, why can't we do that? Why can't we have literally an NPC that's an LMS bot that you play against to learn, but also eventually get rewards from? It's essentially simulated PvP, right? Yeah. Wow. And that could technically scale indefinitely. You know, it would have milestones where it learns these new abilities, like it freezes you, it, it runs around corners, etc. But then eventually it knows all the tricks and at that point you can only scale uh its stats and hp and how much like food it has and that kind of stuff yeah wow Uh, but at that point you know like the higher in the waves you get the more kind of prestige there is to it you know it could scale indefinitely and you could just see the competition that could arise from this you know like pvp are saying that they got to wave 102 against the instructor or whatever we call him that would be that's actually a crazy good idea i think that's i I would love to do this (laughs) i I wonder how like much more difficult it would be without being so just rng based just Mm -hmm. because of how pvp is there's a lot of rng to it yeah um i think at like yeah, and there's definitely going to be a cap at some point where you just can't beat it. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, who knows? Maybe it should be RNG-based so people just keep going in and stuff. Maybe, yeah. But well, this could even be like a high score thing, right? That, that it shows up, like yeah. your max wave that you hit or something. I think that's so brilliant because on top of it being like for the end game players to or end game PVPers to test their skill, it also teaches the foundations of PVP. Which I don't think there's anything in the game that really teaches that. Not really, and and that's I, I've kind of the the teaching part, I guess. I've kind of borrowed from Mod Mac, who had a similar idea a while back uh, for ideation, where he wanted to teach you know the the basic skills of PvP. I think he had a slightly different approach. He wanted to have more of a like, okay, this is it, and then you move on to like. Some other tutor who teaches you this part. I would personally just want it to be like a wave challenge that essentially gets really difficult eventually. Yeah. Um, And that could actually give rewards as well. I think that's amazing. That's how you could essentially give rewards in an almost PvP scenario. I I know it's not going to be like proper PvP, but still. You could actually have proper rewards rather than them being abused. Yeah, I uh, I'm like just daydreaming about this right now. About <laughs> how it could work? That's so cool. I think like, I, I a would lot love of people would love this. that. And, yeah, it would definitely need some engine stuff. Uh, there are some things we can't do, like for example, um, something that's so vital when you're fighting someone is seeing what they're wearing, right? Like, uh, yeah. oh, they switched yeah. to like a staff, so they're they might mage me now. Uh, or a DDS means they're going to melee you. We can't really do that with NPCs without changing the entire NPC. Oh, really? 
So we can't change out, you know, their weapon. If you have an NPC that just changes its weapon, it's actually a brand new NPC that just really? kind of got all of the stats and everything from the previous one it used to be. Interesting. So ideally, we'd have like a, some sort of engine command to like kind of switch out, at least on humanoid characters, kind of switch out um, its top or its helm or whatever it is. The same as we can do on your player, you know, Yeah. Uh, but with NPCs. I think that's a brilliant idea. I, you know what? This was like a few years ago. They were kind of talking about some zombie wave based thing where you have like a team of like five or something that's like camped in a house and you have just a bunch of zombies like storming the house, breaking it down <laughs> and stuff. And you have to like repair it and like That'd be so cool, yeah. fend off all the zombies, like some wave based thing. That that used to be like all the hype back in the day was wave based zombie games. True. Plants versus zombies. You got Call of Duty, Black Ops zombies. I remember that was a huge thing. Like, oh, I used to play that. Yeah, those zombie waves like that. I don't know. Some potential there as well, but who knows how that would work? Because it's you don't have like guns. You just have like ice barrage, which is I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would just love to see that kind of PvP instructor uh, thing happen. Uh, I think one of these days, I would like to kind of prototype it a little bit to see what we can do and what we can't do currently. Uh, try to identify what we need from Engine to make this actually happen and then see if I can get some support from the team to actually make it happen. That would be amazing. That would be so cool to see in the game. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, we're going to kind of wrap things up, but first, I want to uh, ask you for, like I ask most of my guests, three shout-outs to uh, maybe people on the Jagex team that don't get enough love, or just anybody mm -hmm. that you feel like you would like to give a shout-out to. Um. I already shouted out Oreo. He's my friend in the comments. So Oreo's <laughs> hey, Oreo. He is. He's really good at the game. Uh, as for Jagex people, some of the people who don't get a lot of love, um, don't even know if they're going to see this podcast, to be honest. Mod Ash uh, but... doesn't get enough love. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Mod Ash gets a lot of love. He also gets a lot of other stuff as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, shout out him. He is an absolute legend. Uh, I work in the same, like, we have different development teams, and I work in on his team, and it's a pleasure, honestly. He's so knowledgeable and just a very reassuring person to work with. Um, That's awesome. I know that, like, whatever code issue I have, I can always come to him. So he's amazing. Another mod as well is, um, and she's kind of a veteran, actually, is Mod Maylee. And you might not even know who she is, Uh She's not really present on social media or anything like that. But she runs the operators team. Um, the team that kind of works on the polls and like the the more like week to week uh mm. steady updates. Uh she is extremely talented. She is one of my role models, actually. Extremely good programmer. Um good with people. She she used to be on RS3 actually. Okay. Now she's still old school. Um, I think she made one of those uh, dwarven quests. No, gnome quests. Like the 
the path of Gluffrey or something like the end of that series. I think she huh. wrote for RS3. Interesting. Yeah. She's done a lot for old school and so on. She like never really gets mentioned. She's at the bottom in in the notes of like the old school team, but yeah. I just feel like she deserves some love. Awesome. Who else? Two more. Yes. Two more. Oh wow. Or, okay. Or one more. Two more. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be at Jagex, <laughs> but just in the community uh, in general. In the community in general. Oh, there are so many though. <laughs> I know. Can I, can I shout out the summit? Because um, absolutely, they're, they're a community in themselves. Um, I think I, I've been in talks with a few of the people from the summit, and I wanted to shout them out because early on in the design phases of Group Iron Man, um, like I mentioned, there were a few things that I didn't really know where to go with, you know, um, really difficult design decisions that had to be made. And I went to the summit and discussed some of those things with them. And they had some incredibly useful insights that just helped me so much with coming up with a good middle ground, I guess. A lot of people um, a lot of people feel like they know what's best. And sometimes I, I think they do, honestly. <laughs> uh, but a lot of the time as well, when you see what players think, they say what they think is best from only from their point of view. And as a dev, you need to see all sides of it. Uh, but I'd just like to shout out the Summit because in that discussion, I feel like it was very much as subjective as it could be. You know, people really trying to keep their biases in place and have yeah. a really good discussion. And I really, <laughs> really valued that. So that was amazing. Yeah, no, I, I can also attest to just everything's very fact-based almost it's like there's no like strong biases that are emotion based it's just very i don't know they're just super smart people in the group as well that just know a lot about oh, the yeah. game and super passionate about it and just want the best definitely so, is there one more one more shout one out one more one more i can do this <laughs> there's so many i love you all <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, Dark Purple. Those of you who don't know her, she is yes. an absolute beast at the game. Um, she she streams on Twitch, and she holds a special place in my heart because I taught her chambers like a few years back, and now she's doing speedrun solo CMs alone without my assistance at all, and she's <laughs> way better at the game than me now, and it makes me so proud. Uh, and no but she's genuinely an amazing person and really entertaining so go check her out that's awesome those are three great shout outs thank you and shout out dark purple i do watch her stream occasionally <laughs> okay um Madalena, i have to say it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you and likewise time flies i swear like it really does it's been over three hours and it feels like we've been talking for 15 minutes can't believe it so um i want to make sure that i have all the links in this in the description so i'll have your twitter would you mm -hmm. like your stream um um i mean can do i don't tend to like um 
plug it, I guess, because I guess because you're it's a kind of like it's like what Zuko. Yeah, usually I I just don't want to like use my Jmod influence yeah, to kind of get humble. traction, but I also don't stream a lot, so just don't feel like you have to sub or anything. You don't have to follow. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, feel free to plug it, but yeah, I, okay. I I don't expect anything from it. Very humble of you. So I will have it in the description for those interested and your Twitter. Is there anything else you'd like to have linked? Um, No, that's good. I mean, career pages of Jagex if you want to send people. Yeah, no, I, I think I will do it for this one. You'll, you'll have to oh, link yeah? it to me in the Discord. And I'll, yeah, I'll let, me, let me find it. So, um, but thank you. Lana Come Lana work was, with me, you know. It was an absolute... I've never been across the Atlantic Ocean, so... Oh, really? I want to go to a RuneFest first. Just... I want, like, I want to go to RuneFest so bad. I've been stuck up in my room for way too long. I need to see some real people, and I feel like RuneFest would just be absolutely amazing to go to. RuneFest was so cool. I've been once, um, just before I started working here. Yeah. And it, it was so much fun. I Can't wait for the next one. I am going to go to the next one whenever it is. I hope it's next year, but who knows? I, I hope so. Have, I don't know if you have any info on that. I have no clue. Okay. Um, I know that we're still working from home. So obviously the company is very careful with everything. Yeah. Um, I honestly not expect it next year. I would I would be extremely happy <laughs> if we had it, but I wouldn't expect it. I would yeah. expect it to be another year, sadly. Okay. Well, Madalena, we'll leave it off here. Thank you so much again. And thank you guys for all listening, and we'll catch you on next week's. Next week's, I'm not spoiling the guest yet, but uh, yeah, you guys will find out soon on my Twitter. All right. Thanks for having me. Yep. Peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.